0: You know, I've been around nerd shit my entire life. And it wasn't until AOS that I found this, like... I don't call it a calling, because that seems like maybe too nerdy. But, like, that next level of connection or engagement. Usually my hobbies, my interests exist to, like, escape the world. This one helps me connect to it.
1: Man, you are preaching to the choir here, bud.
0: Right on. <laughs> well, uh, so... Welcome, everybody. Welcome, chat gang, uh, to Rantcast 23. I am Mr. Mephisto. Joining me uh, is Maroc Wolf. Uh, you'll notice, you'll know him from hobby fame. Uh, really sick-ass conversions. Um, and uh, I just want to talk to him a little bit about uh, some hobby. Uh, so I apologize to people listening on Podbean, Spotify, all those places, but this is one of those episodes you might want to uh, turn on YouTube later uh, when you get home or, or, or go check, uh, Marok's feed for some of these excellent conversions. He throws those photos up there on Twitter sometimes. So, um, so I do apologize for that, but, uh, fuck it. We gotta do it live. (laughs) So how are you (laughs) tonight, man? I'm doing great. How are you, man? Oh man. I'm, uh, I'm living the dream. Uh, not sure it's my dream, but a, but certainly someone's dream. As long as it's a dream, we're (laughs) good, right? (laughs) Right, right. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, like, we, we've hung out on stream for a while. Um, I uh, we followed each other on Twitter for, I think, even longer than Rantcast was going on. So uh, it was really cool to kind of get to know you uh, via that. Uh, yeah. Good, e- good I, evening, Wargaming for... Dad. Go on.
1: I uh, felt a little bit like a stalker because I just kept commenting on all your stuff. I felt like I was Facebook creeping you there for a bit. Yeah, you
0: know, <laughs> that's something they don't... So, like, when you, when you, and this is just, like, I, I've done Twitch streaming for about four years to middling success, um, and then, like, I just took a huge break from it, and then, like, all the progress I made in that initial partner push disappeared, um, but, like, something I identified even then is people get to know you better than you do. Like when you like make content and you broadcast your life every day and you, you know, um which is part of the reason I like this format, because then I get to know the people right back. And, and so, but yeah, I mean, that's a risk you take when you realize you're broadcasting your thoughts and your, your, your persona out, out into the, out into the world via the internet. So um, just... I'm,
1: I'm totally glad I creeped on you though. Cause I mean, look, look where we are now. We're. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. we're (laughs) e-famous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, um, I guess at first I just want to start out with, like, how long have you been playing AOS and how did you get into AOS?
1: Um, I've been playing AOS since it started. Uh, I used to play Warhammer Fantasy Battles way, way back. Mm. And uh, I started when I was about 11. Um, Yeah, and I got started with that by uh basically walking into a hobby store and uh seeing the uh on carnosaur model wow. and that was that was pretty much the end of it
0: yep so you, are you still pretty faithful to lizard because i know like um you run a, you do some very heavy conversions here and i'm gonna ask you about some of these in a little while but you still got that soft spot for uh for seraphon for
1: oh oh yeah i'm just i'm waiting waiting on a
0: book man waiting on a book <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. See, I've got some
0: really high hopes for that book. Um, in the same sense, like I had high hopes for Cities. Um, I didn't really have to have hopes for 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 War Clans because orcs are the best. They're just always going to be the best, right? Um, and then like, and then Slaves to Darkness. Like, I, I similarly had like some really really high hopes for. And Seraphon's that other one that that hits that exact. It's they, they're on that top tier of the things that I have just the most hope for because I think they're the arm. The armies that will do the most for sort of both sides of the fence when it comes to um, existing fans who loved Warhammer Fantasy Battle, but also giving just a lot of credence and, 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 and uh, sort of advancement to the game that as it exists. Xerophon's one of those armies that just... When you describe their lore, they're ghost space lizards that are remembering their entire race and they're really good at magic
1: yeah yeah and you're just like uh, that
0: go ahead yeah the uh
1: the the thing that gets me the most about them is that like i i really enjoy the sort of monstrous humanoid Mm -hmm. aspect of like everything Mm -hmm. and these are monstrous humanoids that are good guys right yeah and you don't have that often at all so like to have that as an army is like super high up on the uh on the checklist for me,
0: yeah, no, that that's a really great point because, like, in in you know non specific terms, they're essentially order demons, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's really cool. I mean, right there in the vein with when you meet a gold dragon in Dungeons and Dragons, you're like, hell yeah! Like yeah. You, these these supremely good beings that are monstrous and yeah, it just really pushes the envelope creatively, I think. And uh, I mean, it, there's. They're already turned up to eleven, you know, which is what Age of Sigmar I think does. Is they just they, they turn everything up to eleven uh, on fantasy, so they're already cranked up, and now let's just see what what happens now that we're filling in the mortal realms, now that we know more about them, you know, four years, five years later, right. So so you started you you saw that you saw that model at the 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 hobby store, and you're like, okay, I'm in, um, and and just played all the way through, like uh, followed it through into Age of Sigmar.
1: Yeah, I played all the way through the end times and uh, watched uh, the Skaven completely destroy my army, watched my other love, which is the Wood Elves, uh, get sort of mashed in with the other elves and then all that got destroyed. So from about, I think it was the beginning of 6th edition is when I started and I ended with the
0: end times and then... AOS happened, and here we are now. Right on, right on. Um, so, where, when did you like really begin focusing on on the hobby side of the game? Like, was it a constant thing, or you know, like, or did you just start out like sort of buying the models as is, painting them, and then the conversions come later? When did that like When did that like go from like okay, I'm gonna paint like what I buy to you know what? I bet you I can green stuff the hell out of this into something sweet. Um.
1: Okay. So. It, if I'm completely and utterly honest, it started with the Carnosaur model.
0: <laughs> really? So like immediately you're yeah. chopping that thing up, and <laughs> I
1: I, I immediate I got it home, and I was looking at the box or whatever, and it's so hunched over that it it looks like it's on all fours, and I didn't like that. To me, it was a it was a lizard man riding a T Rex. Right, a T Rex stands on its hind legs, <laughs> right? So. I cut him into three pieces, and I drilled into him. This is a eleven year old me with a powered tool because this is a, <laughs> a metal metal model. Um, yeah. and so I drilled holes into it, uh, used a bunch of paper clips to like steady it or whatever, and then I just packed it with green stuff. And s- uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it was it was awful and I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that with the very first miniature that they buy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but the thing is 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 you you did one of those things Vince often preaches about, which is, you know, you know, he says paint bravely. I'd say hobby bravely, right? Like you just like yeah. you showed no fear immediately so that you know, you never got the fear of your models young the way some of us did, right? Yeah. Like you just you you were never afraid of it. So like now it's been you know, it's been a wa- a long while, and and so you just you get to go you go into every model without the fear already.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I wouldn't recommend doing that, like especially like like it was birthday money, so it's like you know it's whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but uh, like it was a sixty five dollar model at the time, which was on the more expensive side of kits that you could buy at the time. Right. Um. But but yeah, like I just and then i got
0: yelled at because i wrecked my dad's hacksaw (laughs) (laughs) but it was worth you you learned a valuable lesson about not uh, not fearing your models so yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) totally worth it
0: (laughs) evening soren um hey frank i didn't see you come in um yeah so uh i mean that so i guess so i'm I'm staring right now i've got this uh uh this uh this anthropomorphic wolf here with the greatsword um do you want to take me through this a little bit? Like, I don't recognize the model at all. That's the base here, but I'm I'm bad at that to begin with. Like, I'm I'm learning, but but like okay. this this has a really like uh almost like a uh like a bloodborne sort of vibe to it with the pose and the posture. He's kind of like leaning forward. He's got the cloud strife uh hand on the sword there. Um. So yeah, what what did you? So what's going on here? What am I looking at?
1: okay so this is my beast lord with the sword of judgment so
0: (laughs) i feel adequately (laughs) judged with this sword this this sword does d6 mortal wounds look at that
1: (laughs) yeah um so the uh, the base miniature is actually from Mercia. um it's just one of their anglican uh line werewolves um and then i got i had this idea like so my my army is dark walkers right and it's funny you should mention Bloodborne because it, it's it linked to it. But uh, the whole theme behind the army is that they're, like, instead of goats, they're wolves. And they're called the Abyss Walkers. So this guy is my sort of Artorias-type deal. Okay. This is who he was modeled after. Um, so I, I have the... Dark Souls miniature game so I literally took the arm and the sword arm off of Artorius and green stuffed it onto this werewolf miniature sort of got him posed to where I thought it was an Artorius type look uh-huh. so like the amount of green stuff on this guy is stupid like um, <laughs> his uh, his entire like torso uh, his, his big like furry mane, the
0: ears like yeah
1: Part of his foot, like it's just <laughs> dumb.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it looks it looks great. Like I, again, like I I couldn't tell what model this is from. I'm like this just looks like a great sculpt, just out the box type sculpt level of, of 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 quality. I think. um Thanks, you man. Got, you got the like glow effect in there too, like the almost like the uh almost like the this noxious sword that like you feel like you're gonna get poisoned, and if you get or diseased if you get hit with it. It's really, it's really awesome. So, and, Thanks, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so this next one up, this is the one I see, uh, uh, like this one, I believe is pinned. Uh, So we got another, is this another beast Lord then? Uh, uh, the yeah, that was,
1: Yeah. that was the very first one I did. Um, So this guy is a bunch of miniatures from my bits box put together with green stuff and uh so the the like pant legs or whatever Mm -hmm. those are from a model from bronze age miniatures and then his hand like with the axe uh that's from uh mom miniatures Mm -hmm. the sword is from yanari Uh, his torso is actually a zinch arcanite (laughs) and then the head is also from bronze age miniatures and then the cloak is a Stormcast Eternals dude cloak, the uh, the Trakothian Riders or whatever. And then like I put that mask that he's wearing is green stuff. Uh, the cloak across the front is of his chest is green stuff. Uh, his arms and his feet are green stuff as well. And uh, yeah,
0: man, crazy. So you just you'll go to town with the green stuff to just really bring together these 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 bits from 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 alternate kits to really get them where you want them. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That is the key. <laughs> Man, that's cool. So now we've got a uh looks like a lizardman seraphon model.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. This is uh probably the one of my favorite lizardman miniatures I've ever done besides uh the the other one that's in here later on. Yeah, we'll we'll. Decide. Um yeah. Uh this guy is uh, about ninety percent green stuff. I want to say. <laughs> uh, so, like, I had the the leg bits left over from the Carnosaur kit, and like the alternate tail from the Carnosaur kit, and I had uh an alternative miniatures uh, Man head in my uh, in my bits box, and then I just kind of like. Connected them with wire and then green stuffed over top. So this was pretty much an armature with the extremities added on.
0: That's crazy, man. And see, green stuff's not like if you, I don't know if, if, if everyone watching or listening has uh, has ever worked with with green stuff before, but it's not like clay where you like, you know, I, I did a, you know, independent study courses a lot in art, um, you know, like when you're sculpting clay a lot of times you're you're usually adding in a pretty direct manner or like taking away in a pretty direct manner. Green stuff you have to like really kind of like build it with a putty knife and it's very particular. Or am yeah, I, just, I thought... am I just that bad with it?
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh that's that's totally what it is. Like um th- I think that the real trick with like getting good with green stuff is that you got to work in layers like when you're painting. Um, it's a long process that way, but if you do it that way, like you start small and just sort of slowly build your way up with what it is you're trying to sculpt, you can layer stuff on top and it just, it, it makes it a lot easier. You wait for the first layer to cure, then you work on top of it and then you're, you're pretty much good to go. And then you get that depth of field, like, like all these scales and stuff I didn't
0: sculpt in one sitting. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's so it takes a lot a lot of patience. How how many uh how many how many uh how many packs of green stuff do you go through in a month? <laughs> on a, uh, on a, like an average project?
1: Uh, oh, on an average project I'd say one. I get uh hang on here, I got it. In my hobby drawer here. So uh I go to Green Stuff World and I get this big stick here. <laughs> All right. And uh this usually lasts me a couple of months. So
0: okay. Right on, right on. See so, you now, this guy, this next guy is stunning. This wolf here with the the base, um, he's got this really like sort of uh, almost predatorial mocking type stance. Um, oh yeah!
1: This this is my doom wolf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so instead of doom ball, it's a doom wolf. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. This is awesome.
1: So. This guy, uh this was when I was running Gav Spawn when the the book first came out, and I was running the Minotaur with the Gnarl Blade. Mm-hmm. So this dude would run around and just
0: ask shit questions. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you like ice cream, yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, oh, yeah. Oh, this God, guy go. is um,
1: this guy is actually uh, a Games Day Skin Wolf miniature. Uh, with a a head from a werewolf from the Wildwood Exodus line. Mm. and uh, But I had to, like, dremel the head off of the body, and in doing so, I, like, ruined his ears and, like, the bottom of his jaw. Mm. So, so I had to, like, I, I tacked it on to the body where I wanted it with super glue, and then, like, that giant mane that mm. comes up Behind his head and all around his face, and that—that that is all green stuff. Like it's all that fur, every, everywhere. Like that's and his ears. I had to. I had yeah, to it.
0: resculpt his ears. Yeah, crazy. <coughs> so this guy looks cool. So, so I guess what your beast of chaos. You like? I think the initial reaction. I also uh, beast of chaos is like. I I often refer to it as my like mistress army. Like I'm very much death is you know always going to be my main army. Um, but like very much. Like love the Beast of Chaos army. Um, Gabe Spawn's one of those things when it first comes out, when you first pick up that book and start thinking about making lists, you're like, I'm gonna run Gabe Spawn lists, and then yeah. like, and and you really can do some really big sort of casino like slot machine style damage if you set up the combo right. Um, but the thing is that that combo gets a little finicky. I found the more I played it, and. Well, it took like one play to realize it was finicky, and then, and then I got good at it. But then all the I was playing like the same people for testing, and they all figured out how to like counter my strategy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so I can never get this to work. Um, so I actually ended up moving on to all herd, and I'm a big, big proponent of all herd. Um, I just you just play the game backwards, and and uh, I mean you're kind of doing like the Seraphon style summoning. Just every turn here's bodies. Every turn here's bodies with all with all herd, and that's kind of how you play it. Um, but you're you're on uh, Dark Walkers now.
1: Yes, I. Uh, so my my first uh, army ever was uh, lizardmen, and then from there I went to Wood Elves, and that playstyle fits the way that I play with the hit and run tactics, and that like to a T. Like that is how I like to play on the tabletop. Is I move in, I hit you as hard as I can, I move out and then I'll come back. <laughs> like it's yeah. uh um and the dark walkers uh for me fits that perfectly. So like my my list personally that I'm running right now is literally like six units of 10 Ungor raiders with like uh I've got the uh desolating beast herd. Okay. I've got a um uh, well, I'm running two battalions because the artifact for uh, the Dark Walker's army is garbage, and That's I, the I got a
0: shard, right? Like piece of yeah. brain, and it does something dumb.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and I got I got to have my sword of judgment, so <laughs> I, I I need to run uh, two battalions, and the cheapest battalion, like with the lowest cost, I've found that we have is actually the depraved drove so i run the depraved drove with three units of gore and a dragon ogre shagoth Mm -hmm. um and that gives me my second battalion and then i just fill out the rest with uh the desolating beast herd but now that stds come out i had i took out an entire unit of bestigore and one of my uh one of my bray shamans because i had two And I'm gonna slot in a corn demon Prince for the movement bubble shenanigans. like the half movement and, uh, and obviously the the mind stealer kitty.
0: So yeah, uh, the War llama.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that's that's the plan there because it's already such a movement heavy army, like very much so. The, the amount that I move around the board is actually ridiculous. Mm-hmm. and, uh, like, teleports and shit aside. But now I've got a Shagoth with hail Hailstorm that's going to have your run, charge, and move. And then now I have a Demon Prince who's going to have your run and charge. And it's... Or your run and move, sorry, not run and your charge. But, uh... Yeah. So, that's added. Plus the Llama making you strike last, potentially. It's just, uh... And I always take the palisade as well, just for that little bit of insurance. But uh, when I'm when I'm summoning, I literally just summon warhounds, and they act as a screen for whatever I need them to at the time because they're just they're so fast. It's like, yep, okay, well, I need to get here, so uh, a sixteen inch move, whatever. Like yeah. it's just.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There, I, I, um, when I, I actually, actually like getting to to debates about Osirak Bone Reapers. That I've had to get into on the internet lately, um, people will say like, "Oh, they're really fast because they can go seven inches," and I'm like, "You have no idea what speed is. Seven inches of, of just move seven and then maybe make a charge with no rerolls for that charge is trash movement." But yeah. of chaos, if you want to like beasts of chaos, are blazing fast. Like it. My Depraved Drove, the, the one time I played that game, with it took my beast's to Depraved Drove and I, you know, used my uh, Cygore as a proxy for Keeper's Secrets and stuff like that. The one game I played, it was something like, almost like 20 inches of guaranteed teed threat. Yeah. Like, 20 inches. Because um... run and charge, uh, you run, run six of them, you just... So that's six inches, plus base movement rerolling charges plus one on the uh, i took cogs in that list Ooh. because you can run and charge uh, i believe they got plus one run on the war scroll for or no beast uh 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 ungor do uh Bestigors do not they have they have only offensive capabilities on their on their war scroll um but i think uh man it was it was it was blazing fast it's been a while since i've had to run the list but i'm just like i you can backline deployment me and I, and uh i will be in your face Spicy. Yeah,
1: that's that's what I love about them is that the the movements really high. They've got there's so many options when it comes to like just your ability to dart around the board, like it. And just as an aside, um, it is so hard for me not to run this army under the Slanesh allegiance. Yes. Not because not because it's so good. Okay, mm-hmm. it is really good. Don't get me wrong. Obviously. But yeah. Godseekers has a command trait called trail sniffer and like the the narrative guy in me with an army of werewolves
0: <laughs> it is so
1: hard to not take that that fucking army yeah. like under that allegiance just because of that
0: yeah yeah so like you have these werewolves on like the, they're actually like out hunting and like uh, like yeah that's really cool no i ran as god seekers as well for the god uh movement <laughs> again like maya my, yeah. uh, my depraved drove I'm like move seven, like is not fast. Uh, it's just simply not. If you don't run in charge, you are slow. And if you don't yeah. run in charge and have like two pylons, you're slow. And if you don't run in charge and amplify the run in charge, like you're slow. That that's just my brain. But maybe it's because I've been spoiled by Beast of Chaos. Um,
1: yeah, it's it. They're like, okay, you think you're you think your move seven is quick? All right. Well, how about this? I'm gonna move nine and then i'm gonna auto run six Mm -hmm. plus one so another seven and then i'm gonna 2d6 charge you
0: (laughs) if i need to recharge that uh roll roll the roll uh yeah yep
1: yeah like it's just they're ridiculously fast and like so many of their units have run and charge or run and shoot or whatever like it's just insane
0: yeah, I mean that's I mean that's part of the reason daughters of Kane are so like blazing fast is they also have run and charge on on the war scroll well, off their banner so or instrument one of the two, um yeah so it's it's just like yeah um and then uh it's just kind of back to the slaves to darkness thing that was one of the reasons I had a I had a hidden agenda that I wanted slaves to darkness to be good which is be- Beast of chaos only uh, ally is basically slaves to darkness um so I was hoping that we'd get just like one monster to really bring us to the next level and uh spoiler we did uh the, yeah. the War warlama is for 100 points. And that was the yeah. thing is like points were going to we're going to make or break the good quote unquote the good monsters 100 points. You drop a great wraith shaman or hack um most of my lists tend up tend to be like around 1980 1990 it's not that difficult to just drop your wildfire Taurus and just grab a body that does it for you. Yep, so, absolutely. So now you just grab that, that body that projects a bubble. And, um, I mean, if you're feeling particularly vain, you bring the War Llama and the Wildfire Taurus and say, let's go. Um, <laughs> but it's really easy to sub that. And I'm actually going to pick up Belicor. Um You're going with the Damon Prince. I want to grab Belicor for my art. So I'm going to grab Bellacore And maybe by then I'll be really good at green stuff and I can make Belicor look like a sweet goat man. But uh, <laughs> he's halfway there. He's got the cloven hooves. Um, yeah if
1: if you need help just uh hit me up man i'll i'll walk you through it
0: <laughs> yeah i wish i had not missed you before the rant cast i am more eager i haven't opened the box yet it's sitting right here um <laughs> well maybe i'll do that i'll, I'll take this i'll take rant cast down and then i'll open up afterwards um real i got a i got a gift in the mail from Soren here so um Let's see. Yeah. So, so, um, Beast of Chaos, Blazing Fast, and you've got this werewolf theme that's, that's pretty constant throughout. Um, I mean, this army looks, how long did it take you to, to bring together your Beast of Chaos army out of curiosity?
1: Oh, man. Um, well, firstly, you, you start the, like, the process of trying to find models that will fit the theme that you want to go with, right? And Mm -hmm. because no, nobody wants to sculpt an entire army, right? Right. That's not a thing that uh, people want to do. So uh, I found Mersh Miniatures, and they were doing a Kickstarter for their Anglican line, and it took a year for that to deliver. So in the meantime, I found Bronze Age Miniatures, which does just pure uh, uh, pewter miniatures, and... uh, they had some actually great 28 millimeter werewolf models so i used those in the meantime while i was waiting for that Mm -hmm. and then once i it the kickstarter delivered and i got the mersh models they were a little bit bigger like Mm -hmm. they were beefier looking you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so what i ended up doing is just using the bronze age miniatures that i had and as my gore and using the merch miniatures for my Bestigore, conversions for my beast lords, my Bray shamans, all that kind of stuff. So.
0: That's awesome. So now the next one I've got up here is actually a werewolf with that <laughs> actually we can see some of your green stuff sort of process here. Um, yeah. What so you've got a like is this a single base miniature that you've reposed or is this um, a couple e- different things put together?
1: No, this is uh this is a single miniature that I cut into three pieces and reposed
0: <laughs> <laughs> see 11 year old you was cutting miniatures into three it's good to see that you've stayed consistent with your <laughs> your technique. yeah <laughs> uh, so uh, actually like one thing that stood out to me and uh when you sent me these photos initially i'm like oh i've got so many questions for you once we get going one of the ones that immediately jumped out to me is you've actually got some green snuff around uh, around his muzzle so i'm just curious yeah. what was going what was going on here what what the before sort of process was and what you what you wanted to change and why you changed it
1: okay so the original miniature um so merch has two uh werewolves like this that are these like big huge wolf monster miniatures mm-hmm. and one of them has a really cool like body and that and the other one has what i would consider not that great but it's got the snarl whereas the one that has the great body doesn't so what i did was i bought both and i hacked the muzzle off of the one that i liked and put it on to the body that i liked (laughs) so um that's where that comes from Mm -hmm. also um i'm like very particular about how i think a werewolf should look so
0: i was gonna bring this up too actually but go on yeah. yeah
1: So, if, if something isn't right, I, uh, I'm forced to change it. So, like, if there's, their muzzle has to be, like, the right thickness. If it's wrinkled up, it's got to look a certain way. It's, yeah.
0: No, no. Um, no, I, I actually, um, so, I, I love horror movies. Um, I, I casts basically started around October, uh, as, as many people know, and I was mid in my, my horror game marathon, because I'm, I'm a big horror movie, horror video game fan. Uh, I, I tend to write sci-fi and fantasy. Um, it is not uncommon for my sci-fi and fantasy stories to have elements of horror in them, but, like, you know, like, di- gruesome descriptions or, like, brutal interactions. Uh, you know, I run a lot of D&D, and there will always be, like, the token, like, quote-unquote haunted house adventure, or you know, cursed entity or whatever. Like, there's always something like that in all my games. Um, and werewolves are one of those things where, like, if I hate the look of the werewolf, I will think your werewolf movie is trash. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter how good the movie itself is. If the werewolf doesn't look good, it is garbage. So, I hate it when werewolves have more of a bear bear snout than an actual wolf snout. Like, these are particular things. And it's just, it's a, it's a me thing. It's not you know it's not like on them necessarily um but one of the ones i really like was dog soldiers i thought they nailed i don't know if you you've seen it uh...
1: yep i have oh. <laughs> um that one and so like dog soldiers and honestly like a lot of people hate on it but the van helsing werewolves you know i so...
0: i'm trying to remember how honestly the van helsing movie werewolves i'm going to pull up an image here real quick uh, to see yep. if I, I can uh, agree-disagree. But yeah, uh, are those your two, like, go-to?
1: Those are my two, like, go-to, like, this... Okay, this is what this is supposed to look like.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. So, uh, like, um... I like more... See, I, I like them when they've got that sort of, like, uh... I like the, the sort of, like, elongated, like, the, Not,
1: Not the gray one, the black one. The black one's where it's at. The black one's William. where it's at. Yeah, William from uh, Underworld is the right type as well. Like that's, that's almost there. The ears are in the wrong spot.
0: <laughs> yeah, the ears are in the wrong spot. See, you gotta, you gotta yeah. have fur too. Like, is one of my things. I hate it when they don't have fur. Um, yeah. Like your werewolves gotta have fur, man. Yep.
1: I don't want to see skin, boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, the, the, the these are they're just uh. Van Helsing is fucking awesome. Who shits on that? You know, Van Helsing wasn't that bad of a flick, by the way. It was no, it, I was, can... it was hokey, and it wasn't what you expected. And I think it came out too close to The Matrix, which is just something that happened to every f- action film in that time period. Is like if you came out too close to The Matrix, it just changed how you thought of like an action movie. Yeah, and it, yeah, but it was it was a fun it was a fun movie. I thought it was like ridiculous. I, I think the problem is is people took it seriously. They thought they were going to get like a serious serious horror movie or a serious action movie and we just got like a serious Hugh Jackman movie. <laughs>
1: like- yeah. Like I I don't know. I thought that the way that they intertwined those like famous movie monsters was
0: awesome. The intro is really strong too. Like there's a like mm-hmm. where he, he's haunting uh Mr. or where he's hunting Mr. Hyde. That's a really solid intro. Um Yeah. I like honestly my only problem with it is I wanted more of the movie. Like I just felt like the, it like once it got past the intro, it just like accelerated through it too quickly. You know, like it yeah. just like I wanted more movie in there. But yeah, Frank like, on the um, rocks nails it here in chat. He says the movie is approaching the modern classic that is the Mummy with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, You're gonna say something there?
1: Um, it. I was just gonna say that like I I kind of wanted to see them deep dive more into like him being the left hand of god like
0: yeah like just just go like just crank it up a little bit more yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah we got this uh th- this is sweet here so you basically you, you wanted to convert to the the better muzzle with the with the cooler pose and so you you performed surgery
1: i um, did yes <laughs> okay, <laughs> extensive now,
0: plastic surgery <laughs> all right so this one's really freaking cool here you've got this this lizard man here On this dynamic base. And it looks like you went for a little bit of a monochrome sort of uh, paint scheme to it with the glow.
1: Yes. So, there's... I am, like, super obsessed with Batman, okay?
0: Batman? (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. And I was trying to... Like, I don't like the the like miniatures game that they released and stuff. And I was like, man, how can I bring this into AOS? And I was working on my Seraphon at the time. So mm. this is
0: bat rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you say it and like, I see it like now I can't unsee it. So like the cowl <laughs> and he's actually got the, 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 like uh, the ears or the horns going straight up, like on, on Batman's cowl. That's fucking fantastic. oh man yeah that's really cool
1: yeah so like again this is basically like the same thing like i had the arms and legs from the carnosaur kit left over because i bought like four of them Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and then the rest is just green stuff like that that cape everything
0: (laughs) So, so when you're green stuffing and you have this cape that's sort of billowing and flowing Usually, like, okay, green stuff with scales, cool, I get it, you know? But with, the, with a cape like this, how do you get that to hold its shape as you're shaping it?
1: Okay, so... What I ended up doing with this is actually... Sculpt, like... Flattening out the green stuff. Cutting out the basic shape of the cape that I wanted. Making sure that it's, like, the right size and scale in that. And then I actually laid it on the miniature used um like wax paper so that it wouldn't stick to nothing with mm-hmm. a little bit of vaseline and i actually like propped it up in certain spots from the from the base itself so that it would billow out like that and then i what i did was i waited an hour and then i took all that stuff away and let it fall so waited it has a, a
0: more natural exactly
1: and yeah. then wait another hour and because it takes 24 hours to cure you have some a long like working time kind of so usually after about tw- uh two hours it starts to get like harder to work with so i waited as long as i could checked on it and then i just sort of pulled and accentuated on all of those those folds so that it looked more dynamic that's, that's really, really cool. all there is to it
0: that's really cool uh, see, because capes and stuff like that can be really difficult, because I find that green stuff, if you, it, it wants to pull, pull apart, because it wants to, like, build on top of, it, it doesn't really want it, to, it's it, it's not, like, actual clay, where you just, you shape it and the boom, it's like that. No, it, it wants to, like, be built on top in these layers, like you said, so, man, that's really yeah. cool. That's just really understanding what green stuff, like, it's curing process, and what you can do with it, and then just kind of applying it, Um, and having yeah. patience, so...
1: You've so, you've got to make this stuff work for you, not work against it, right? So like, it's it's all with time, patience, and learning, right?
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool. And now we've got uh, we've got toothless here. Um, sorry, <laughs> looks the uh, looks like a bit of a dragon. Uh, it's got sort of reminds me of the toothless uh, head on it. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is
1: Batrock 2.0.
0: Okay, so this is me.
1: This is me going to 11. So this is all Procreate and green stuff with literally just like the gauntleted hands from the old blood from the Carnosaur kit. That is the only non-sculpted thing on here. So you even sculpted this... the
0: feet here or is it that
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh wow. that's Procreate.
0: Wow. That's crazy. And so you do have a frame in there it looks like, cuz I can see the the uh, the metal sticking off the end there. So you've got a, sort yep. of a frame in there, like a wire. Um... Yep.
1: That is uh, that is literally just like three millimeter gauge aluminum wire that you just kind of take and wrap around itself until it's the the shape that you want, really, like the basic sort of outline. And then you just pack green stuff and whatever onto it until yeah. it's built up enough to where you can sculpt on top of it.
0: Yeah, this is just like when you do a figure drawing. You usually give yourself a literally a, a skeleton or a, a stick figure. Build the rough shapes on top with you know circles and basic shapes, and then you add the detail when you're doing like a. You know, I, I used to do a lot of good sketches before I broke my hand, but uh, yeah. So so that, that's you're doing that, but in three dimension with a wire frame and um, yeah, giving yourself that that baseline to build up off of. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Is this model done, by the way, or is this an in pro- process Batrock two This model unfortunately
1: got destroyed.
0: Oh because, no!
1: Because when you have children, that is a thing yeah. that can happen. Yeah,
0: everyone's <laughs> everyone's heard the story of my Nagash by now. So, <laughs> um, yeah. um got yet another wolf. So this is going to be be back in your your Beast of Chaos. Is this uh, uh what model is this uh, standing in for?
1: Uh, this is another Beast Lord. Another this was BC? the one I was. Yeah, this is the trail sniffer. He, you can see he's got the little pendant to Solanesh there around his neck. Oh,
0: that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of blood stain going on. Yep, that's really cool. Is this another ninety percent green stuff type type one?
1: No, this one is actually just two metal miniatures put together, and then I just like green stuffed over the seam so that it looks like one thing. Right on. Um, so this is uh, the head from a Game Zone Miniatures wolf and the body from a uh, Infinity Dog Soldier.
0: Hmm. Even in uh, even interested, we're just uh, we're actually doing a bit more of a hobby stream today. Um, before we get into the real, as soon as everyone leaves, we'll get into the real subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this this is uh, then. Uh, this is that that sort of that model in the process of being made looks like
1: yeah yep yeah, that is uh me going through and like i had to resculpt his back so that the alignment of everything looked correct
0: mm-hmm. and obviously so, fur <laughs> so so when you're sculpting this back i see this musculature do you actually like carve into that or or is this building up
1: This is building up, so the like each one of those muscles is its own separate piece of green stuff that I'll put on there, and then I'll just blend the edges into what I've already got sculpted on.
0: Okay, cool, cool.
1: It it makes it a lot easier than when you do it like that. Uh, If you do it by like trying to carve it in there, I find that green stuff will. uh, It's almost like cutting rubber when it's cured. If you Mm -hmm. go to carve it it's it's literally like cutting a tire it's uh it's got like these sharp edges that'll show up afterwards it's just so much easier just to put your your little pieces of green stuff like start small and
0: build your way up mm-hmm. cool so if you if you had like just three tips for somebody who wants to start getting into like like really green stuffing um like you know where would you suggest they start in their process and then what are the tips in like working with it you'd give them
1: um, I would the process that I would start with is just simple gap filling, like practice gap filling with uh, with the green stuff. Use uh, like convert a miniature, make the gap huge, make make you work it right. Um, and then, uh, other than that, tips that I would give is uh, get yourself some silicone sculpting tools and some. Some Vaseline, and remember that uh, water is your friend. Um, water, like just dipping the end of your tool and sort of wicking it off on your thumb, like you would a paintbrush, is going to stop your your sculpting tool from sticking to the green stuff because that's one of the properties that it has is it's a very tacky material. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's where a lot of people are like, man, I can't do this because they'll go to sculpt it and what they're sculpting will stick to their tool and they'll pull it up when they go to pull away a little bit of water stops that. So just remember, use water,
0: use water right on. Yeah. Oh man. Cool. So I, I think that's, that's, that's pretty useful. So I don't, um, man. So, so, so when you're, you're actually like sculpting is very much like a, a hands-on part of, of the hobby process and I find, for instance, I've, I've long said that I like building models more than I like painting models. And I, part of that's just, that I don't know what I'm doing with painting yet, but I'm a pretty good, pretty good at actual like sculpting, what, like whittling, cutting away and, and doing that sort of thing. Um, Do you find it like, like that you gravitated towards green stuff because it is so hands-on and it is.
1: I'm a very like hands-on type of person. So yeah, there's there's that and there's there's other aspects of it too like i find it very cathartic it's like painting for me right like mm-hmm. it's also also it's you know you're creating something it's something like these miniatures that you just showed everyone are mm-hmm. miniatures that no one else has or will ever have
0: yeah right right <clears throat> right that that see that's really cool i'm gonna go uh, go back to this guy i think this was my favorite one here um the doom the doom wolf <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i think this is this is i think this is my favorite they're all really great but i just i like this guy and i like the first one with the uh uh ironic that i i picked up on the uh the dark the dark souls bloodborne vibe um, yeah
1: man that that was awesome
0: <laughs> um
1: it was like proof of concept achieved yes <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i mean you i mean that's the thing is like you have to have People with that, like, Venn diagram overlap of play Dark Souls and or Bloodborne and also minis. So, like, a lot of these mini lines you talk about, like, I'm I'm so... The actual minis aspect, uh, a lesson Soren learned early on is, like, he'd ask me, like, well, what do you think is going to mean to start collecting boxes? Like, I don't... They're going to put models in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like I'm, I'm really much, like, I'm a... Like, I love the game. And I love the models and the sculpts. But I just, like, I don't... There's... Like, I play Age of Sigmar. I don't play 40k, I, you know, I don't, uh, this, this Marvel, this Marvel game has me really tempted, but I'm like, I don't have time for a second model game in my life, and even with, uh, with Warcry, I know that, like, any time I would have time to play Warcry, I would just rather play Age of Sigmar, so, like, I am very much, like, focused it on Age of Sigmar and stuff, but there's this whole other world of, of minis and models out there that if you just, I think as you get into the actual crafting and- and 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 painting that like and you just want models to consume there's this whole other world out there
1: right um frank has asked a question in the chat here i just want to quickly touch on Um, why green stuff specifically over say milliput or epoxy sculpt or procreate so um all of those different epoxies have different properties that are gonna do better things for you depending on what you're trying to do so uh, you'll learn that over time as you get to using them, but so, for instance, let's say Milliput. It's, it's cheap.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, um, hang on, we dropped the call there. Turn your camera back on. Okay. The, the joys of doing it live, folks. Right on. all right so you were you were uh, talking about like the milliput versus uh, procreate uh, yeah they all have different properties and you said something about uh, you leaving off on a point about uh, one of them being cheap
1: yeah so uh milliput is like your cheapest option I like to use it for bases because you're gonna mass produce a ton of bases for your your army right typically that's what you're gonna have the most of so that's what I'll I'll typically use milliput for if I'm doing like big, Big projects that don't require a ton of detail epoxy uh, sculpt is kind of the same thing uh i akin it to this magic sculpt stuff um it's it's a little bit more expensive than milliput but it it kind of serves the same purpose um procreate uh that stuff i use on the regular and i'll use that for stuff that has hard edges so like armor plates, that kind of stuff. It holds a harder edge than green stuff does. So if you're sculpting weapons or armor or that kind of thing, that's what I'll use Procreate for. It's also really good for building up your armature before you sculpt over top with green stuff. Just because it it cures like rock hard. Like really, really hard. Um and then green stuff is just great for detail work. Like it's it's just amazing at holding detail. And that's that's why I use it more than
0: the other one hmm. man awesome really thorough like i i just feel like i'm absorbing and i'm gonna go back and watch my own episode of rantcast one day to like get better at <laughs> green stuffing <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah so like um i was a, uh, yeah so so like one of the things i was talking about was how i like i i find like um the actual like building to be like rather therapeutic and we have this this subject that we were we were kind of uh, mutually thinking about. And I know I had Alex Mylonas on a little bit ago, and we talked about the sort of uh, uh, psychology of Sigmar. And we you know we talked a light uh, some lighthearted banter on on the gods and what what mapping them to basic human emotions. And then we, we talked a little bit more in in depth about mental strategies and stuff like that. But but you were actually kind of talking about like Age of Sigmar or or or, or gaming as sort of therapy. And did you want to, like, elaborate a little bit on, on that, or do you want me to take a stab at what I think you mean? Um,
1: so, okay. We'll, we'll, uh... I'll, I'll answer your question, and then we can move on from there. So, it's, it's an escape. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that you can go and do, whether it's painting, sculpting, playing the game, where you can just shut the outside world out. You don't have to there's there's no oh man i got what do i got to do at work this morning what none of it it's all gone there is you there is the miniature there is your opponent there's the table that is it your world is a tiny little box and anything outside of that box you don't have to worry about hmm. it's like closing a door on all the bad shit for me anyways i'm i'm not
0: <clears throat> no i see i don't i don't think you're wrong at all um I mean, I've, I've, I'm pretty open about my, some of my stuff and some of my past because that's just a, you know, it's, it's the way, that's even recent for me, by the way. That's within the last year I decided to, like, take this, like, mental health uh, visibility approach to my life because I found that, like, uh, first off, partitioning off the fact that I love basketball from the fact that I love Age of Sigmar, from the fact that I play tons of video games, like, and write and all that, was weighing on me because I felt like I had to constantly, like, hide this part of me from that group of people and this part of me from that group of people and like and uh like it just it 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 was it was taxing to always do that and then I'm like you know what if people are gonna like me they're gonna like all of me or not or if they like me enough they don't need to like all the stuff I like they could just scroll past me talking about video games and like wait for me to post my next more guard like and, and that was just like something that I thought of and then as part of like the evolution of that I'm like well then why am I hiding what I'm feeling too and and so that was just a conscious decision I made and a lot of it was actually one of the D&D streamers I follow uh Scraticus Academy uh did it and I'm like and when he did it and he's like okay I'm not streaming today I need a mental health day I went huh you know like it just something clicked and I'm like okay so like I need to if I'm open about this stuff it's you know if I had a broken arm you'd see my broken arm and go oh uh, dude needs help opening the door like if i say i'm not feeling it today you know I- i'm disc i'm unplugging from the internet or you know whatever it is like people go oh okay cool respect right like yeah um and you know some people get annoyed by it my fear was that like people would think like i was looking for pity you know like because then mm-hmm. we have that perception where like oh no he's looking for pity like like it's not for you if that's what you think then just keep scrolling it's fine. It's your feed. Mute me for all for all I care. But like the people out there who 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 feel some of what you feel or whatever, they are the ones that are going to see it and go, and they're the ones that need it. You know. And so that that's just kind of like part of my process this last year. And and I I say that to to say that I got into gaming almost exclusively because it was an escapist vice, like
1: absolutely purely yeah.
0: to escape my home life. I went to the the comic book store uh it was a comic book store that branched out into into all the other stuff which is why if you look at all of my interests they all started at that one comic book store because it, it was he had warhammer he had uh he had uh uh riffs uh palladium books riffs rpg which is like still my favorite D, obviously uh video games magic the gathering all of it that like every interest i have basically started in that one store because, you know, I, I didn't have a very good home life, and so I would, like, you know, I think a lot of people, rather, we live in the, like, the timeline where Andrew turned out pretty okay. There is an alternate timeline where I didn't find a gaming store. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you're saying. Your, uh, your story is almost to a T exactly like mine. No. I had the exact same thing. Yeah. exact.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and you don't need to go into again, that was my choice to do the visibility thing. Um I hope oh, that's
1: that's uh that's I I wanna bear it all, bud. Ask your ask your questions, man. Like I um I I feel it's really important that uh, if you're going to be in the public eye like we are, like yeah. I have my own YouTube channel and stuff too, I feel it's very important as being members of the community that we put forward like, hey, I've been through this shit and if you're going through this shit too, that's okay and if you need someone to talk to, I'm I'm fucking here man. We're like on. you're not you you are not alone. So um yeah, so like if we're about to get into the rant heavy shit right now. So um yeah. if you guys are are ready for this, I'll uh I'll I'll tell you my story man fucking right. from from start to where we are now.
0: All right. Yeah. Yeah. So like now that we've uh, gotten you all to stop listening after one hour of talking about green stuff, we're going to go into the sort of uh, mental health aspect of the show. Um, it's going to get heavy. Uh, so be forewarned. Um, there's plenty of great content out there if you don't listen. But if you want to come on this journey with us, I encourage you to stay along. Uh, Soren here mentioned he uses his painting to like stay sane <laughs> and keep his kid and allow his kids to s- remain healthy um and you're not wrong about glitter boy armor it it was uh for me though is actually um in uh there's a book called uh new west inside the new west there's a gunslinger he looks i shit you not like clint eastwood in power armor and like that was the image that did it for me for riffs it was it was fucking i actually hang on one one brief moment let me grab my new uh, my autographed copy of riffs new west and i will show it to the camera for everybody to see um.
1: this is amazing
0: <laughs> quick distract the Merrick I'm sorry Marat. okay
1: <laughs> I knew it would happen um yeah so I, I honestly can't wait to see this book I'm I'm excited he's got me pretty pumped for this your way to way to get the the hype up there buddy and then make us wait like what the hell is that
0: <laughs> um <laughs> oh And it was right next to me the entire time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's usually how it works.
0: Yeah, it's it's sitting right next to me. Yeah, so there's in in the Rift's New West, uh, one of the first characters I ever made was a... uh, So I'd actually already played the TMNT uh, tabletop game made by the same company, Palladium Books. Uh, They had the license for it. Again, huge comic book nerd. So it's obvious that if I liked Eastman and and Laird's uh, TMNT... And the cartoon that when I see the TMNT RPG, when I'm escaping my abusive home, I'm gonna want to fucking play that game. So I actually had a uh, a mutant ferret was my because uh, I also loved the fucking Beastmaster um, and Thundercats and shit. Oh my
1: god, this is so good.
0: <laughs> uh, and so like I made a mutant ferret because uh, Kodo and Poto were the shit, and uh, you know Thundercats, but like. You know, like, so I don't know. It's just this whole weird soup thing happened. Um, but yeah, that was, that was one of my first tabletop characters ever was actually, uh, I had a, my first, very first character was a elf, the class, because in, in, in AD&D or second ed, elf was the class. So I had an elf uh, in D&D. And then shortly after that, I had my ferret because TMNT, I just, I jumped into it. Um, so yeah, pro gambler also looks sick. Those are the adventure OCCs. Those are lame. Adventure OCCs are to suck. Um. Here we go. All right, everybody. So this is uh Raymond Perez. He is by far my favorite artist in, and I'll actually go full cam for it. Um. Looks exactly like freaking Clint Eastwood. He's got like the power armor and like the fucking cyborg hand. This was the image that did it. Standing in the rain indignant. Um it just, oh, it's just so cool. Like Yeah. That, that was that is <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> like I saw that and I'm like, I will forever play this RPG. <laughs> like, so so Riffs is just like it's 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 just unlike anything else. It's just the setting is is so fucking over the top. Um yeah, so so yeah, that was that was Riffs. Um, but that was my, the hobby store escape. Like I, I went to, uh, Jimmy Jams was the main one when I was, I was younger. And then as I got older, I just found whatever one was in the town I, I would get moved to, um, because I got bounced around a bunch. Um, and as I was kind of saying, when we were off air and I just mentioned my thing and then we can, and then I'll, I'll kind of like, uh, pass the rock to you. Um, my, you guys know my story, my mom, bipolar, Abusive, manic depre- depressive. She tended to date a boyfriend of the month and he was... Co- universally, they were pieces of shit. Um, I had a stepdad who was pretty cool to a point until he wasn't. Um, and then he hop- hospitalized me. Uh, my mom left him. And uh, and then some other crazy stuff happened and, and I ended up with my grandma. And then for, for my grandma, it was... Uh, just a different... Uh, a different aunt or uncle um, along the way. I went to six different high schools uh, and I had two foster homes somewhere in there. So, a lot of bouncing around and what I did is I ended up uh, I always wrote, I always drew uh, and then I discovered so I was always creative growing up and then I discovered uh, tabletop RPGs and kind of where I was allowed to be somebody else which was like the thing I wanted to be the most in the world uh, you know, my favorite superhero was Wolverine because he could heal, and if I could heal like Wolverine could heal, uh, then DSS or the Department of Social Services wouldn't be threatening to separate me from my siblings and, and all that stuff. So it's, it, it, I mean, it all fits together how this abuse that I felt growing up helped me discover the things that, that I love to this day and have really defined me and who I am in a way that, like, the abuse could have defined me. But I found these other things that I was passionate about and that were healthy. And that's a really big, big part of it is because you can, you can latch onto something that's less healthy than just rolling dice. You know, like, (laughs) um, so that was, that's kind of my, if you haven't heard it before, I think, I think many people have, but that's sort of the abridged version uh, of, of, My nerd life. (laughs) Um, so Merrick, you said you were, you were, uh, so you were going to tell me how you got to here. Let's hear it, man. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. So, started when I was 10, and, um, what ended up happening was we had like a pretty big family tragedy where, uh, my dad's brother actually, uh, committed suicide. Oof. Um, my dad and his brother were best friends i was actually named after uh his brother and um he uh, so he felt like he was in a place where he couldn't get out and uh that was that was it um after that happened my dad like went off the deep end hard and uh he became an alcoholic um uh my uncle's Uh, kids actually, like my dad took them in, uh, to come and live with us. And, uh, that was like ridiculous too, because they were like in their teens and I was the oldest at 10. So we were kind of like, the focus had to be on them. You know what I mean? But we were in that like development stage where we really needed like our parents and they just weren't there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, actually, ten, 10 is when I got removed from my mom, actually. So there's a, like, right at that period where you're, I think, vulnerable, but you know who you are. Does that make sense? It, like, you're...
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're
0: the most vulnerable you could possibly be, but you, you know who you are. Like, you're beginning to, you know, you're about to be a teenager and all the hormones are about to hit. But you actually you know cognitive memory and all those things start to really latch on when you're about 10 years old up until then you're just like pure ego running around like crazy <laughs> yeah but yeah continue um so
1: after like that went on for a long time and what ended up happening was my mom couldn't deal with my dad's drinking and, and so she started drinking to deal with his shit and uh yeah, so I grew up in a house with two alcoholic parents. And when my dad would get really, really, like, off his rocker, I would literally come home from school and sit down at the kitchen table. And uh he would talk to me like he was talking to his brother. Mm. And uh he was mad at his brother for what he did. Like, yeah, it's it's. um it's it's super hard, like thinking about it now. But like to sit down across the kitchen table from your son and just fucking yell at him and call him an asshole and all this other shit because you're so fucked up that you think you're talking to your brother who committed suicide.
0: Well, and I mean, you're you're named yeah. after him and everything, so you yeah. were like you were primed to be a surrogate for all of his rage. Oh.
1: Oh, yeah, like, it was, it was, and, like, all, all of that shit led to, like, a slew of other things, like, I, I didn't learn to drive until I was 20, because I had no one to teach me, like, all of this shit, like, it just, it just spiraled into fucking everything, like, I, I almost got kicked out of school, because I was getting into fights all the time, because I was so fucking mad that my, my dad was, like, I was dealing with all this shit at home I had two like extremely close friends and uh, it, I couldn't have them over to my house to hang out and play D&D like we would always do at, like they they couldn't come over because it was fucking embarrassing like it, yeah. you you'd come up out of the basement and you'd go upstairs to grab, grab a drink or something out of the fridge. And your dad's fucking passed out at the kitchen table. Yeah. Like, it's like, how the fuck do you explain that? You, you can't, it's yeah. just, it's just what happens. Right. And like, things are, things are different now, but like looking back at that, like no one should ever fucking have to put their kids through that shit, man. Like no one should ever have to fucking like, I, because of that, I don't drink now like i don't touch it at all because i've seen what it can do
0: yeah
1: um but yeah like so it 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 started with all of that shit and then like i would constantly go over to my best friend's house and uh he was like hey man like uh i'm i'm gonna try and put a D &D game together like can you did you want to try this or whatever it's like uh you, you mean I don't have to be me for fucking eight hours? Yeah, absolutely. I want to fucking do that. So it, it started with that. And then we weren't really um, like good at it at the time. So we had like a board and we had like dice that we would use as our guys. And eventually it went to miniatures. And at that point, when I walked into that game store and saw that Krug, our model on the fucking shelf, A year after all this shit had started, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it was like, holy fuck, that's, that's amazing. And I bought it and some paint and I fucking went home and I hacked that model to pieces (laughs) and and put it back together. And yeah, go
0: ahead. There's almost like a metaphor there where like you're, you're, you, you bought this model and you, you hacked it to bits and you put it back together. It's almost like you're kind of perhaps in a sort of metaphoric sense, rebuilding yourself in that moment, you know?
1: Oh man, like you that is probably hitting the nail on the head. Like all all of my conversion work now and back then and in the in between, I I think it is stemmed from a total need to have control over what I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And because I just didn't have that, right? right. Like it, everything was fucking chaos. Like what you like I was getting up in the morning and at fucking 11 and making breakfast for my sisters and taking them to school mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's it's like what the fuck is going on
0: well it's, it's almost like i mean my i grew up without parents for different reasons but it's still almost like you grew up without parents too for like your own set of reasons and uh soren here in chat he's like by the way i have five kids and i have been a responsible parent my kids are well adjusted i'm <laughs> under a lot of stress because they're they're uh he recites their ages um and see here's the thing is like you can be like I, you know, I think in, in our cases, uh, Mar- uh, Marak, uh, we have sort of the, we have sort of like an extreme case, but it, stress hits everybody, one, very similarly. It almost doesn't even matter what the stressors are. Uh, like, you, you, like, you don't need to have a story, like a backstory, like <laughs> as extreme as, as mine. And I'm sure there's even more extreme than mine. Um, like, to, to feel, negative like one of the things i have a friend and i'm not going to mention who they are cuz it's not my story to share but like their great strife is that they grew up around a bunch of friends with these horrible family lives and they actually had a great life and that made them fe- feel terrible to like sort of go into this a spiral that like mirrors um you know some of the the worst stories i've heard where it's just like you know like you you we're we're all humans you know and we all have like yeah. these this range of emotions and we um f- it's just stimulus it's uh, you know it's just we get a, a certain stimulus and then a certain response um it, it it happens you know like and i'm not a medical professional i can't give you any great advice but i'm a pretty decent listener and i love writing stories so i kind of see things in like a i guess a fantastical light you know like a you know my yeah. my brain jumps to the the metaphor the connection in a, in a narrative of a story because that's just how i i need to see the world to make it make sense to me is i need to see it like a story right. you know like um ray <laughs> wasn't my stepdad he was a villain you know like he wasn't you know yeah. you know like i, I so like I, that's just how i process stuff but you know I, I guess so so you so you 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 made it kind of out of that situation Um, you know, you're, I mean, you seem well adjusted now and you make some pretty fantastic art. Um, (laughs) thanks man. (laughs) Like, was there, was there like a sort of a turning point for you where like you were in this, this toxic situation and then, and then, I mean, I know what mine was if you need to think about it for a moment.
1: Um, I, I, it was literally my high school graduation. Yeah. uh, It, um i i graduated and i walked up on that stage to get my diploma and i saw my parents stand up and they were clapping and that and they were fucking both staggering like they could barely fucking stand Mm -hmm. and it was like fuck guys like this is like the one moment in my life and you guys have fucking embarrassed me even now
0: Mm.
1: and that was that was it i fucking i i worked for a year I fucking packed my shit and I moved. I was as it. Yeah. And then I uh at, like I I came back because like when you fucking when you just pick up and move on a whim, nothing good comes of that. <laughs> <laughs> um usually. So I ended up coming back and when I came back, it was fuck I never should have left. Because what had happened to me was now happening to my sisters. And I fucking... I felt so bad because I... Like, I realized at that moment that I was the shield protecting them from all of that shit. And when I got back and saw that it was happening to them, that was it. I fucking... I put my foot down. I sat down... Them both down as an adult. As a fucking man. I moved away from home... I got a fucking job, I lived rough, I came back, everything was fucked, I come and now you guys are fucking doing this to my sisters? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So, like, I literally sat across the table from my dad, and for the first moment in my life, I was like, look, asshole, this isn't going to fucking work anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this and something... that... you, you mentioned, oh, go on, go on.
1: Yeah, that, that was the moment where I think it finally clicked for him, where it was like, it was almost like he didn't realize he was doing it. You well, know what I mean?
0: Like, it, Again, I'm I'm no medical professional, but it's almost like in a way, how you had become the surrogate uh, surrogate for all of his anger, you might have also kind of then become that, that almost like, yeah, a man and his kid, but then also you might have like, kind of like absorb the power from from your uncle and 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 you know become that sort of voice that guiding voice he also needed when his brother was removed away you know what i'm saying um, yeah man yeah is this where uh where Maroc was born do you think like in that moment was he this 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 righteous anger that <laughs> oh fuck um
1: okay so that name comes from um uh, so i used to have these very vivid dreams right like mm-hmm. when uh, during this this time, and uh, like I was a fucking angry kid, like I know, unbelievably, well. like I I literally had an altercation in high school where the police were phoned and they had to pull me off of a guy, and uh, it it got to the point where I was having these ridiculous dreams where it was just a like a dark room with a with a spotlight and there was this cage and this cage is fucking rattling and all you can see is red eyes and i would have this dream over and over and over again and it was like that monster in the cage just wanted to fucking come out and like i i honest to christ don't know what the fuck psychologically that means about me it's it, it whatever no. it is what it is but like when i met my wife and told her about this she named it <laughs>
0: That's funny. and
1: that that was the name that she gave it and the name uh is actually the name of a knight of the round table from arthurian times that cool. was infected with lycanthropy
0: that's one that's fucking badass uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> No, I, I, um, man, see, like, I, uh... Fuck, I'm I'm, I'm fucking shaking just thinking about
1: this shit. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, dude. No, I, I, um... No, it's, this is good. This is part of the healing process, That's right, right, (laughs) that's
0: right. No, I I still have, uh, I still have night terrors. I'm still an insomniac to this day. Um, vivid dreams. They've never left me. And, uh, one of the studies I've read... So when you have insomnia, you do... The dumbest thing in the world you stay up really late at night reading about insomnia (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, one of one of the studies uh basically um is uh, essentially like uh, child abuse whether it's physical mental or or whatever uh neglect uh it it, it's very similar in what it does to you uh to like ptsd symptoms in in uh like veterans and stuff so it's a very similar sort of like ptsd um and so, like, uh, man, okay. Here's a fun anecdote. Uh, the first time I, uh, the first time I slept over at Molly, uh, Molly's house, whom is the love of my life. Um, you know, we've been together nine, now we're now into our tenth year. Um, we have two beautiful kids together. Um, she's literally my everything. It goes Molly first, and then Warhammer. Um, <laughs> uh, but like. It, the first night I slept over at her place, uh, you know, we have been dating for a little while. Um, I'm, I talked about my night terrors then, but I do that thing that you, I, at the time I did that thing that you do when you're kind of embarrassed about it, which is you make it into a joke so that you're right. not, yep. you, you're trying to like take some of that power away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I would joke about my night terrors and I tell her stories of, like I, in like a room with like, you know, my, my roommates and her and like a couple of, our mutual friends and stuff, I'd tell these stories about, like, a night terror I had last night. Ha ha ha. So she knew I had them. The very first night I slept over at her house, I had... I tend to dream a lot about... about darkness. A lot about, like, ink... Like, these sort of, like, this inky tar that takes on these visages of, of things or people. Uh, a lot of, like, uh... Monstrous or demonic imagery. Lots of tentacles, rats, and... And, and uh... One in particular, I call the dog face demon, which it has this like it looks all, like more, more of like a bulldog like face that's very demonic, sort of a hyper ridged brow, very jowly but super sinuous, like no skin, just like really made out of like ink and tar and just and muscle and stuff. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Thank you so much for the follow there. Um, so there's so a lot of these like really heinous imagery. So that particular night, uh, I had a dream that like the cu- blankets had become rats and naturally my pillow is king rat so i roll over in bed and i start just wailing on the pillow and she's just sleeping right next to me and she wakes up and she just goes night terror you know and like i'm mid blah and i'm not you know i'm not i'm not fully awake and yeah. and then like i come to gradually and she's just like night terror and i'm like yep and she just like rolls back over and goes to bed And i'm just like i'm gonna marry this woman someday <laughs> like, yeah absolutely yeah. Like, yeah like, like just she saw me at my worst you know fuck man like, we completely are so
1: we com- are so like alike like this is fucked up like i i had a very similar thing happen with my wife and we've been married for 10 years and like jesus christ like this is fucking retarded
0: like, well, <laughs> well that's, that's the thing is like molly um she's like she's seen me at my worst and she and she and we've been through the worst together And it's just like, like I, I, previous like relationships and stuff like that. It's like, you got to find somebody who like resonates with your type of crazy. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, you know, she's, we had nights where like, so we lived in Milwaukee and I, I do drink and, 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 uh, and stuff like that yet. Um, I'm changing my perspective on it as of late, but, uh, you know, I still drink. I enjoy having a beer after work and, you know, uh, they mm-hmm. tell me I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just from Wisconsin. So, um, <laughs> I, like I,
1: I, I don't have a problem with like drinking in general. It's just not something been,
0: that. Well, I, no, and, I, and that's I, the thing is like I don't judge others. Um, yep. I never will. We've all got our vices and plights. And I, I told a story last night just on the random stream that like, um, like I I just I picked my vice because I saw my mom's habits, and I'm like I can't fight it all. You know, like something's (laughs) going to get catch me. Um, And I'm like, oh, if I stick with drinking and then like I got better, like I just I didn't need to drink. I never needed to drink the way that my mom needed her things. And I didn't have to do other drugs when I was at parties with people, because as long as I held a beer, when someone offered me something, I go no, no, I'm good, and I just hold up my beer, or I'd say I can't drink and smoke at the same time, or I can't drink and do that shit at the same time, and everyone got it. But if I was standing there just with a fucking soda, they'd have kept yeah. coming at me. So it became right. a little bit of a shield in a sense too. Um, but yeah, like it, it, we we'd um, we had nights when we were growing up and coming growing up. No, f- yeah like we're so so young no um when we were in milwaukee (laughs) living together we're like if she was in a certain type of mood and i was in that same type of mood we couldn't drink that night or one of us could drink but the other one couldn't so like one of us becomes a designated driver and like one of us got to stay sober to like stop the other one from getting into a fight i'm like that's that's my woman (laughs) yeah uh, it's
1: it's like that perfect mix like it's just
0: the the, it's the right type of crazy like you both have her crazy um her crazy balances my crazy. And there are people out there. And I had one of those girlfriends then who's crazy made my crazy worse. And that's oh, yeah. not the relationship you want to be in. Like when oh, you're God, in that no. situation, <laughs> you got to have someone that balances your crazy. It's uh, like,
1: uh, it's like almost getting into a bar fight and having that one friend who won't let it go and just
0: keeps egging it on. Oh yeah. That, yeah, yeah. You don't exactly. want that relation. That's the bad relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I got out of a relationship with someone because I saw that happening. Like, I wasn't ready to confront all the bad stuff that had happened to me. And that person was very pushy about it. Like, you yeah. know you're just like this because of this. And you could just fight it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to ignore it. Because, you know, what had I done? It would come back bring it back to gaming. I played games to get yeah. away from it all. Absolutely. I played D&D. Uh, you know, why do I love villains? You know, why do I love Nagash? Why do I love villains in, in games? Why do I think great villains make a great story? Because I took all this bad crap and I made these villains for me to fight. Yep. You know, to to insert these villains in, into my stories and fight. You know, that's as a DM, I would make just this horrible monster and then my party would destroy that and they're destroying that that proxy of my everything i feel bad about
1: that's absolutely you're you're taking all of that the bullshit all of it and you're pouring it into that one thing and it becomes an abstract for what is actually fucking hurting you
0: yeah yeah and and so like and then i was again you know young 20 something this one particular relationship i was in i was not ready to like Deal with all of that crap. I just, you know, I had just gotten out of college. I wasn't necessarily happy about the trajectory of my life. Uh, You know, my dad had come back into my life to mention he has two, that I have two younger brothers now out of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, I don't know who they are. And like, I don't know you. And then like, I, so I just dealing with this, I got this anger in me that just like, you got to try to be a good dad again to them. But when I was young, you just fucking peaced out and like left me behind at the time. I wasn't ready to, th- I didn't think in terms of like, that's on him. Yeah. You know, at the time I was very much, well, what's wrong with me?
1: Yeah, you know, absolutely. What? That why? is the first thing we go to all the time. Is yeah. Why, 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 is, yeah, he, he why stuck, am I different?
0: Yeah. He stuck around for these kids, but he wouldn't stick around. I wasn't ready for that. And then I ha- was in this relationship where like, well, you should call him. I'm like, I don't want to call him. I don't want to talk to him. You know, I'm yep. just gonna feel bad. Like, and and Molly will. She'll also push me, but she again, it's 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 not that like enhancing my crazy. It's the the compensating for my crazy. Like, if I'm being neurotic, she she catches me and she can correct me. Or if I'm not being driven enough and i'm like i'm gonna go play a video game because i feel like shit today and i just i don't want to deal with anybody she goes well you know what's wrong and like she she says this is her words now not mine she says i can tell by your mood if it's a leave you alone and let you play a video game or get you to take up the trash (laughs) like like, like it's like type mood it's so like you know like but that's just yeah i mean that's just you know and i didn't like how do i put this it wasn't because she fixed my crazy by any means. At the time I met her, I was finally dealing with my crap and comfortable with who I was, um, yeah. you know, making fun of my night terrors, but I was at least talking about, it. and one of my friends, Sam, I, I talk about him from time to time. He's this, my Sylvaneth player friend. Um, he, um he, uh, he, I've known him since the sixth grade. He didn't know I was an insomniac and had night terrors until we were twenty something. I yeah. told I told him story like he had a, this dog named Merlin, a, a huge sheephound, um, and uh, and uh, I had the a night terror one one night sleeping over at his house where where the sheephound was floating above my bed with its eyes glowing red, telling me to join him like fucking, like uh fucking uh. The son of Sam Killer or whatever. Like, you know, and I, like, and I told, I joked about it the next morning. But, like, that was, like, the test in the waters. Can I tell him I have, like, really bad weird dreams or not? And then, like, it just became a meme and we joked about how his, like, his, uh, his dog is an alien intelligence from Rifts. And it's it's Scott's, you know, it's, it's, it's here, like, like, magic's not, uh, the Earth isn't magical right now. So, like, it's it's forced to take on a mere mortal form and uh, <laughs> man i'm so
1: i'm so glad that like <laughs> you you can twist it like that you know what i mean like it's that is a, a good skill to have you know a, like in a, just in a way to cope with stuff is yeah you can make light but it's it's a real way of like getting other people to talk to you about stuff without having it be so fucking heavy you know what i mean like
0: yeah i mean and i mean i i just lucked into that stuff it's just the way my brain worked you know like I, i didn't make any conscious effort i just it's i've just always been a storyteller you know before I can remember being abused the first time. And there are stories of like, oh, your mom used to like just leave you in a crib and then leave when you, yada, yada. There are stories like that, whatever. But like my first conscious memory isn't of any of that. It's actually uh, being in the second grade and and drawing my first comic book and il- illustrating and writing it. That was the first thing I ever wanted to be was a writer and a storyteller. And as I got older that always stuck stuck with me. And so I've just always characterized the world with stories and, uh, you know, like models, I like I look at when I looked at this model here, I see it the way it's like lurking. It almost seems to have like sort of this mocking look. Like it's you're you like, like I can see this story unfolding because that's just how I see it. And we all have our ways of, of coping. Um, I didn't, wasn't ignoring you before. So, and I was waiting to kind of work it in. Like you talk about how if, You have this daily stress that adds up, and if you don't get your time to unwind with your hobby, you would go mad. Uh, Tristan says, same. Like, I think it's very, very important. We're talking about gaming as therapy, and uh, I keep talking about myself. But, like, it's very important that you find... I I just call them quiet moments. I don't... Like, you, you find these moments to, like, reset yourself, because life is fucking hard for everybody everywhere it doesn't matter uh,
1: you need that time to recharge your batteries man like you've gotta yeah separate yourself from the world for a little bit
0: yeah yeah and and i think what what makes age of sigmar and 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 modeling and hobbying so great is like when i write a story i make a thing that just it sticks around now yeah um when when I paint a model, when you sculpt a when you sculpt a, a sick ass werewolf, you have created a thing. Whatever okay. you're feeling in that time, like you get to like put this thing in a moment and just like and here it is. You you create something which I I talk about like I fucking love video games, but like I s- don't play I, so many of them anymore because. Whilst I love the experience of a good, a great story that is told to me, once that that I'm done consuming that story, the the video game, reading a book, watching a movie, I don't have anything sitting there right. in front of me. Um, that's why, like you know, I, I compare a, a box of what Mortech Guard is sixty dollars for twenty more tech Guard. It's crazy. Um, <laughs>
1: that is pretty nuts. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, like sixty bucks. A video game retails at sixty bucks. A video game I can probably get if it's I don't like multiplayer video games too much because what was I what have I been talking about? Is escaping. I I go into my world and I want this moment. So I'd play a lot more single player games. Um I can get about twenty hour, hours outers out of a proper out of a proper like video game. About twenty. Um you know, The Last of Us I've replayed and I've replayed I, that game is an exception, though. Not every game is The Last of Us. Um, You know, like, or or Uncharted 2. Not every game is Uncharted 2. You get a lot more, you know, you play it one sitting and you're done. Or a couple sittings and then it's over. Um, And the really good ones will resonate and they stay with you and the art we consume goes into us and that changes us. Like, you know, whatever you take in is kind of what you put out, right? Like, if you play a ton of Bloodborne and then you start sculpting some minis, you're probably going to start sculpting some minis to look like some Bloodborne stuff. Like it just, it, you know, you know, if you watch way too much Dr. House, like I did one month, um, the TV show, you're just going to like double your sarcasm for a month. Like whatever you consume, you're going to put out there. Um, and I think that's the, that's the part of this hobby. That's, that's quintessential to therapy to, to, to like the mental health for me is that you make a thing. You're not just taking something in, you know, and having it change your perception and all the great ways that art does that stuff. Yeah. When you make art, you put something out. So if you have, yeah, go on.
1: It's, it's that focus, right? Your focus is taken off of whatever, whatever's going on around you. And it's channeled, funneled right into this one thing in front of you. And when you're done, that one thing that's in front of you, you can set it to the side and i think that motion of setting it to the side is the end all be all to getting rid of like why it's such a stress reliever because you're like it's like you're physically taking all that shit that went on today and you're just setting it to the side Mm -hmm. and it's done right like
0: yeah yeah absolutely i think the other aspect of it is is um like I, i said I, I' gonna I keep bring up video games, so I'll stick with the video games for our, for the purpose of this metaphor here. Um, like, video games I play to escape. I play the game and then I and then I'm gone. Even Dungeons and Dragons, I talk about, and I use Dungeons and Dragons as a catch all for tabletop RPGs because I play a shit ton of tabletop RPGs. So it doesn't matter who makes it. Um, when I I make I actually like take on a persona when I'm GMing. Like I, I take on my like kind of villainous evil persona. Um, the Mephisto is a persona. Like uh, spoiler, everybody, it's just turning certain aspects of my personality up to a level and uh, eleven and like dialing with uh, dialing the knobs around. Um, I take on my persona when I GM, and uh, and like so I'm not like it's like I, I I'm like kind of partitioning off portions of me when I do that. And what I'm I'm doing is is I'm sort of like I'm I'm need to manage the game and be a professional and so on and so forth and and I have built some of my longest lasting relationships from, from D D. But they're very personal relationships. They're very specific. They're very you know, like my best friends all play D D with me and stuff like that. But like that doesn't feel like a community. And with video games, like what are the games I love the most in the world? Um I mean, I mentioned The Last of Us. I haven't joined The Last of Us message boards and made best friends with someone who plays The Last of Us. And, like, you know, like, like, it becomes a talking point for people. Like, I I love Bloodborne more than the Dark Souls game, so I'm just not allowed to be in the From Software community because, uh, (laughs) they objectively believe that's the worst game.
1: No, you get out of (laughs) here.
0: Yeah, they're just like, you like Bloodborne better than Dark Souls 2? Disgusting. (laughs) And they just, like, spit on me. Like, uh... (laughs) <laughs> the pace,
1: of, the pace of that game was just so much better. Bloodborne, yes.
0: Uh, the pace, the level design is the best. Not... It is, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insanely good. Like the high point of Dark Souls Two is this la- is the one labyrinthine city.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's that's the entire game of Bloodborne. <laughs> all of
0: Bloodborne is that city, and yeah. then you just go through different fucking biomes of that city. It's freaking great. Um. And around the time you realize you experience the story different, uh, if you go through like three or four different paths that you don't know you can go differently on your first playthrough, you go like, I just experienced an entirely different game because I went left instead of right. Yeah. Like yeah. mind blown! Like the game is fucking. I'm gr- um, come at me, Dark Soul Bros. <laughs> like I will fight you. Um, Bloodborne's better. Uh, yeah. So, but now we have established I can't be part of the From Software uh, <laughs> community. One of the things I found with Age of Sigmar is where, like, I I where I disconnect when I do my escapist stuff. D and D is kind of a tabletop RPGs is like a, a a little niche separate thing because I usually it's usually a one on one connection like with my players and stuff like that but c- i know what it feels like to be part of a community and like i paint a model and then i post it up on twitter and like people talk to me and th- like and then you feel like you're part of a community and then you go to like it's just it's the escapist vice where in the singular in the moment i make the thing right Yep. i get my therapy in the moment i I, I make a model, I paint a model, I put I, I put together a catapult and now I just like feel better about my day cuz I've gotten me time. I made something, so I feel a lot better than when I just take in Dr. House and then I become twice as sarcastic. Like <laughs> 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 um and then I post the photo and then I talk to like this community and I make friends and and that's something that is just I found is is exceedingly unique with with this hobby with with miniatures that I didn't find in these other things that I very much love, but it just, and it, that may not necessarily mean that those communities don't exist. I'm sure there are people that like the, the, the classical, uh, Trekkie, right. I guess they're technically supposed to be called Trekkers, which is my, one of my uncles. Um, he was very much the, like had the Klingon party, that type of, like, he's what I call the old guard of nerd. Um, (laughs) he's the old guard of nerd, like, he very, like, mail-ordering Star Trek magazines that are printed on a college campus. Like, that level of nerd, you know, before the internet. um He very much found his community that way, right? And right. and I don't know if it's just my age, um you know, because I've gotten older and now I care more about people as opposed to just me. I'm not as selfish as I used to be. You know, like, I don't, maybe maybe I've got some bias in it, but again, I've been around nerd stuff my whole life and it, it wasn't until age of Sigmar and going to that first tournament and, and starting to talk to people on, on Twitter. Um, and that I, I started to form connections with, with, with friends and want to like be like, Oh, what tournament can you make it to here? And, you know, and starting to like schedule these, these quote unquote grudge matches, which are just play dates to go hang out with somebody you talk to a lot on the internet, but you don't, see in person ever like it's yeah
1: it's it's an amazing thing like it's so different from how i remember it like before like during the end times and all that stuff like it it was never like that like you had forums and stuff but they were they were toxic as all fuck and now you come you come in and it's like if someone's being an asshole there's other people tell them to shut the fuck up you know what i mean like it's totally different <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. This, I mentioned a little bit ago, um, on one of my, like, uh, with, uh, I had Ty, uh, Ty on from, uh, playing and slaying podcast. I had him on. He's, he's a homer like me from Wisconsin. And you know, why you should go to tournaments. Um, a lot of people are afraid to go to tournaments cause they, they're just worried that the, that guy from the local game store is just going to be everybody at the tournament. And it's like, no, 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 no. We've got answers to the, that guy. Their, their name is like Brendan. <laughs> like he shows up and just beats the crap out of them. And, uh, and then, like, they're not that guys anymore. Or they don't come back to the tournament. Like, you, you, uh, like, uh, we have, like, our own little, like, uh, I don't want to call them gatekeepers, but, like, quality control, like, (laughs) officers.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. We've we've got those people in the community that are like, hey, no, what you're doing right now is not okay, and if you do it again, I will find you, and I will kill you. (laughs) yeah yeah
0: it's just like a bunch of liam neeson's uh, like see and then as i say it's like it's important to distinguish between a gatekeeper and 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 what we're talking about here is like gatekeeper keepers say you can't play the game you can't enjoy the game they say who can and cannot play the game that sort of thing it's more like you have a bunch of like big brothers and big sisters that will like stop the bullies
1: yeah it's like uh there's there's a certain code of conduct that (laughs) has to be followed you know what i mean like it's And uh, if it's not, you're going to hear about it. And the fact that we have that in a community that is so large and broad and just spread over so many different continents Mm -hmm. is fucking amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's absolutely crazy. Like, who would have thought, like, a couple years ago that we would be talking to people from Australia and, like... Like, I never would have thought in a million years that one of the people in the YouTube community, Doom and Darkness, would be messaging me saying, Hey, man, I need some help. I gotta put some capes on some ogres. Do you think you could help me out? Yeah. To which my answer was, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why, why why, wouldn't you? And that's, that's the thing about the community, too, is that no matter what seems to be going on with everybody if something happens to someone that's in like that's in our community it's like everybody fucking drops everything
0: there's there's just a a next tier of camaraderie that's indescribable within this community and and part of it is like one of the things is like you want to you want to maintain that yourself because there's these other great paragons of the community that that live up to that standard and that's really influenced me heavily in how i approach rantcast and what i want to talk about and stuff like this i just want to maintain this this standard of like of community really is it's about you know i think i i just think that's there are very technically speaking better games out there right like very you know perhaps in terms of like what a game is
1: absolutely but is there a better community no uh, i don't think so
0: no there's not like and that, and and that's the thing is like so maybe and and then so now the transitive property of communityness the game is then better than any other game out there because the community you play it with is much better absolutely so so like you know some people might oh the rules in magic the gathering are better and you're like yeah but their players are shitlords so i don't want to play with them (laughs) (laughs) at me bro (laughs) yeah yeah. Um I mean I'll play you in a game of EDH and figure out what type of like what level of ages or what level of like Magic the Gathering player you are and I have a deck for each social situation, but like <laughs> that's the extent of it these days. I just want to catch up on chat here real quick. Um yeah. so Soren here uh he's it says he's different at home than he is at his office. Um so he, do, he does some auditing basically. Um he has to segment his time and segment his life, but unfortunately the brain doesn't work that way. Everything jumbles together. And for him, he prefers to work on dozens of models at one time because he doesn't have to think during that process. So that's like sort of the batch painting mentality. Uh, he can just let his mind focus on the brush and not think at all. That's a really, I think that's a really important, like, I think you can almost see like sort of your personality and what your needs are. Absolutely. F- for yeah. how the hobby helps you in that, in that, Soren. Um, yeah,
1: man. The, uh, like, just the fact that you know that that's what you need is over half the battle right there, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> so, and there's, there's Doom. Uh, he was summoned by talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and no, yeah, and back to like this, this great community. Like, uh, you know, I'm setting up grudges months out. Like, I have more grudges than I have tournaments to go to right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, people, like, will grudge, like, I'm very like, I love grudge matches. it's, I think they're just, I mean, the Australians call them playdates because there's nothing chippy about them whatsoever, it's just like you're scheduling a playdate with somebody, but, like, it's one of my favorite things about the game, and, like, if you cared about pure competition and so on and so forth, grudges wouldn't exist in the game, because there's a way to game that system, you just grudge soft players all the time and take a free win, right? or you'd have yeah. your friend grudge somebody you think is in contention for uh you know winning the tournament and then you try to knock him out like th- there's like there's like a that like that side of the brain or that side of the the world that thinks competition first would dislike grudges and even if I were to go play magic the gathering again competitively like I once did I would go fuck that like you know but it doesn't it just because this community is different you just don't even think about it you go hell yeah, I'll grudge you let's go like let's. Yeah. and uh and uh uh coach is is currently he, he's been talking about his 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 travel schedule uh uh to America uh we're supposed to be in a team for Midwest meltdown so uh it's gonna be me and yeah. me and coach versus the world we're coming for the we're coming for the trophy and or whatever relevant thing we're coming for to talk shit about.
1: <laughs> you guys are going guys are going to break out the the tag team championship belts. Yes. Go flying off the top ropes yeah. right onto the game table. Uh, hell yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be so good. Like I can't like oh man, I'm going to have to talk to coach now. We're going to have to buy like WWE like championship belts and like cut promos and stuff.
1: You got to get the <laughs> the like um the oh what the hell randy savage's sunglasses right
0: oh yeah yeah with, from the superpowers when it was uh randy yeah. savage and hulk hogan hell yeah oh man that'd be so good <laughs> well so so that is one thing about about the tournament scene is like they almost become this this way to like meet the the people have you made it have you made it to, to any of the big tournaments or is, like, you're, have you're not, locked man. away in canada there
1: yeah i'm i'm securely locked behind the wall um <laughs> de- de- defending you all um yeah. no it's uh like just to sort of go back into like the um uh, the like the the bullshit that life is is that like uh i got i got laid off from my job a year ago and then had to pick up two jobs in order to like make up the income so I've been working every day for the last year, mm-hmm. and uh, so it, it makes it kind of difficult to uh, get out of the house.
0: <laughs> at your own pace, man. It's all yeah. right. Yeah, no, I, I had a, I had a fiasco with layoff in, uh, in uh, January, February this year that, that kind of caused a... That's part of the reason rant casts exists, because I looked at my life and I'm like, I can't keep going this way um Mm -hmm. like i had to have i had to change some stuff i had to um you know just like with hobby with hobby like i have to put make a model you know i had to make content and um as a writer as a any like i have to make something um
1: yeah you needed that creative outlet mm
0: -hmm. yeah exactly and um and uh writers are fucking egotistical (laughs) don't that's what i hear yeah like um so like you think that you have such great fucking stories and great fucking ideas in your head that other people should read them. And that <laughs> same ego is what causes some asshole to make a podcast called Rantcast. <laughs> 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 because I have every opinion and I want you to hear them all. Oh, um, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's fitting. <laughs> so you um so you you really um really wanted to like talk about the community and and so like i really want to like double underline that is like even locked behind your wall defending us and, and keeping watch for the uh
1: <laughs> for um, all nights to come
0: yeah exactly <laughs> um i mean you still find ways to connect to the community what are some of the things that you've you found that that have helped is you know is it really just as simple as like hey twitter and start a youtube channel
1: yeah like uh, the youtube channel was started out as just like a hobby journal basically with like me going through building like a more timetable table and stuff and gradually over time it just turned into like hey man there's a lot of people that want to learn how to sculpt stuff and they want to convert their own miniatures and that i was like that is a skill that I have that I could probably help people with. So that's where I I moved the the YouTube channel to this. So that's the direction it goes in now. Um, unfortunately, I don't have like a huge amount of time to create content, so it's been slow. But
0: yeah, no, hopefully,
1: I... hopefully that'll pick up with the the changes that have happened over the last month. But uh, that and just you know getting getting onto Twitter, watching. Like other content creators, uh, like content, Uh, you are one of my uh, my mains. I I love watching your show. It's just it's fantastic. Um, Thank you. No problem, man.
0: Yeah, I talk about my ego, but I don't know how to take a compliment. (laughs) Just like sitting here, like like shifting in my chair. Yeah. um, (laughs) um, Well,
1: it's like, um, and then there's there's other other ways too. Like Twitter is a huge thing. Because, like, you find out, like, about stuff through there, through other people that you follow and stuff. Like, something will have happened to one person. Uh, A good example is Tyler Emerson a while ago had to, like, liquidate his stuff. And everyone was, like, everyone who gave him money to take on parts of his army were, like, yeah, I'm going to um here here's the money for it but i'm gonna need you to hold on to that for yeah. like a few years because i don't have room for it yeah, I don't like in what to... in in what other fucking place does that happen ever yeah nowhere yeah nowhere
0: <clears throat> yeah, and everyone was willing to start a gofundme and everything like that and he's like oh no you can't do that and so they're like yeah i'm gonna buy that battle tone but man i just don't have room for it on my bookshelf right now <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> my... it's like all right you, you don't you don't want to us to do it that way well we we've got we have other ways we we will help you You, tyler
0: tyler i met at uh i believe that was nashcon for one second like one second of talking to him he just like what a guy like we we sat down and we just like had this this just simple conversation just a simple normal conversation you go like this is a great guy and and to see that like that one post broke my heart, but then to see that sort of community by this guy's models, like asterisk, yep. and then like a sub post, like don't, yeah, don't, like,
1: and, and it's like, okay, so like I, I I have never met Tyler personally, um, but like I've had interactions with him through like Google Hangouts on Twitter, oh yeah, uh, all that stuff, and um, he has a quality to him where he will talk to you and you know that he really cares about what you're you're saying to him like it is he is the most genuine person that i have like come into contact with so far <laughs> yeah yeah there's I, yeah go on. yeah go on um he like like i was saying like he just there there's a he has a way about him that just makes you feel completely and utterly comfortable to talk to him about pretty much anything and a feeling that he genuinely cares about what you're saying when you're talking to him which is huge like that's
0: yeah i mean there's there's a guy that should be on rantcast. Uh I he's got the invitation we'll uh we'll see if he uh if he takes it up but i know he's he's had some some uh some stuff but uh but he's got an open invitation cuz like you say he's just one of those guys like you you talk to him man he was on i remember warhammer weekly and i kind of knew of scrubby and wells and but like i didn't know scrubby and wells was tyler for like a long time because i have just this i this is personally i have this disconnect between twitter uh like pers- like twitter profiles and personas and everyone puts up a freaking model instead of their their actual face or or a dumb cartoon <laughs> Like I do, um, and so like I have this little bit of a disconnect, and then you meet the person, and then like you meet him a couple times or whatever. But what it was was he was actually on Warhammer Weekly, and uh, it was doing the Sylvaneth uh, tome with a review with uh, with Vincent Tom, and I sat there in the audience just in the live show, and I'm just like, this guy is awesome. It was one of the yeah. best Warhammer Weeklies I've ever seen because I'm, you're usually like like Vincent Tom have like a certain standard they bring to every. Episode, which is why it's great watching it every week, because they have just a certain standard that's always maintained because of them. But the guests go up and down depending and on mm-hmm. what they're reading, what they're talking about. It's not dissimilar to Rantcast, right? Like I'm sure uh you know everyone's got their favorite episode of this, favorite, be, whether it was the guest or the subject or whatever. But like Tyler, it was just like I don't give a shit about Sylvaneth, but I care about them because he cares about them.
1: Yeah, it's like, like it you can. Could- you could talk about whatever the hell you want, man.
0: Yeah, it was. It was like it was just like I just. Wa- it was very, like I was very aware of. <laughs> I, I just son- I suddenly found myself like very aware of like the caliber of of a person and content he was he was doing, and I'm just like, wow. And he did something I don't often see, which is he asked Vincent Tom questions, which is yeah. the, like the opposite of like um, when I was on Warhammer Weekly. Like, they just, I let them say everything and then I added my opinions when I had my opportunities to talk. And then they asked questions I was not prepared to answer. Like, it was just, like, the opposite. like Right, yeah. Like, it was, like, the opposite. I'm like, man, that's, yeah, so it was just, like, yeah. uh, Like, I think, but to kind of center this back on the discussion, um, I think part of ingratiating yourself with the community has to do with, like, actually just consuming the content and interacting with with the people on Twitter. and, 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 you know, hey, I watched your episode of this thing. And, you know, just like, just like kind of, you know, just reaching out a little bit, I think, because we do have that caliber of, 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 of person that wants to talk about the hobby too. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And like, that's the thing too. Like, uh, it, it's important to remember that like content producer, whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We're all people like, do not be like, Oh, well he, he's probably not even going to answer me at me bro i will fucking (laughs) every time
0: (laughs) uh, that is really weird i don't really care about nagash but i enjoy the content and the host (laughs) (laughs) yeah no and, and that's the thing is like i like i think there's very much a passion element to what we do um that that takes it to the next level i mean it like if you're passionate about the subject and that's you know i've got a couple people i want to bring on rantcast and stuff I'm like we need to have a rapport or something we're like mutually passionate about or something you're so passionate about it doesn't matter my level so that we can like have a conversation because once i see that you're interested that hard in it then i can talk to you suddenly um yeah and that and so like i have like some people i'm just i just don't know you man like i don't know what we talk about um you know as, as guests and sometimes i roll the dice and 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 risk that we're going to have something in common uh, you know um but like there's the very much this this passion element and i find that the people i just like i i like the most in the community are people who are just passionate about something i don't even care what it is you know like passionate about lizard men or orcs or or, or fucking werewolves like whatever it is but <laughs> like people are passionate about something uh, tristan you know like two kings
1: yeah absolutely my
0: mortal enemy (laughs) etc you know and like and i had this moment where like when i first i think i followed a pretty logical progression of getting into age of sigmar i had played warhammer fantasy battle took a hiatus came back and it was age of sigmar suddenly right so i did what you do is i went to the internet first joined facebook groups and i went to uh, uh tga forums or the the grand alliance if you're not familiar um like and and like it was just it was such a meme to make fun of tomb kings that like i kind of found myself swept up in the in the hysteria of it cuz i like to meme i don't know if anyone knows this about me um <laughs> i never
1: i never ever would again no yeah. no
0: like okay uh like i like to meme i enjoy having a my villain persona like blah 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 and so like you know like at first i'm like okay ha 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 but then like i'm like okay recycled points now you know, there are memes that are evergreen and funny forever, and there are memes that just are old and not funny anymore, and, um, like, and the, making fun of Tomb Kings and stuff like that, I'm like, uh, like, it got, it got, like, it was getting old for me already, and then I met Tristan, and I'm just like, this is a guy who just, like, loves his army. I'm like, I can't be mad at all of the opinions I have on Tomb Kings, for whatever, whatever, Making fun of them because Nagash won. Ha, 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 ha. Like, all my meme reasons for making fun of Tr- F- Tomb Kings just, like, kind of evaporated a little bit. And, like, now I have a rapport with Tristan so, like, we, we can, like, take the piss out of each other. But, like, it, right. some random stranger, I'm not just gonna, like, fucking make fun of Tomb Kings anymore because it just, it feels lazy now. Like, I'm not... Yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tristan in chat there. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, like it, like, at some point I'm, like you know like i but recognizing that passion because that's what i that's something that really resonates with me is when i like i think it's the passion is what, what makes us nerds like you can love football or hockey cuz you're canadian i just assume you do like <laughs> <laughs> um, like it, like you you love like a sport well sports were like the socially acceptable thing to be a nerd about right, right. like you were weird if somebody was talking about football and you didn't know what they were talking about, and you just had to like nod and like, "Oh yeah, football, yeah, hey, cool." Like you, yeah. Just... I like I like sports ball. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed the sports ball. Like you know, like you you had to do that, and like and like one thing I just kind of realized in a disembodied moment was I'm like, they're fucking nerds. <laughs> like, yep. they're just the socially acceptable nerds. And so like when around the same time I had that recollection, this happened in like like probably about age exactly twenty, but like. Uh, around the time I had that recollection, I've been a nerd my whole life, I realized that, like, the thing that is more important to me about being a nerd isn't what nerd tribe you prescribe to. The DC versus Marvel rivalries, Star Trek versus Star Wars, Age of Sigmar versus, I don't know, all those other bad ones. Like, the rivalry doesn't matter. <laughs> it's because it's the passion. We all just, like, we have this, like, love of a thing that's just weird and... Like, we can't help but talk about it, and it, like, takes up way too much of our life and time, and our spouses or significant others or family members just kind of have to deal with the fact that we love that shit. And when I recognize someone loves something the same way I love the things I love, I can't be mad at them anymore, you know? Right. And and so I think that you have a, an inordinate amount of that passion in Age of Sigmar, because it does take up so much time. This isn't Magic the Gathering, where you just buy a pack of cards, put them together and you can play or or literally just fill up your cart uh, on Star City Games, buy a whole deck, and play it tomorrow. Like as soon as it right. arrives in the mail, you have right. to spend time with your models painting them. You you have to even if you're like the worst painter in the world like me, I go, "You know what? I'm pretty fucking proud of this guy. Like my little Motech card here."
1: You are not the worst painter in the world.
0: I'm all right. Um, I have natural aptitude, and it's just about getting the techniques I already had from when I was actually very immersed in art younger. And then, like now, I'm. It's been twenty years, and I I quit painting, and now I'm trying to paint again. Like, and just trying to get right. get that stuff back. So I might start out on a higher rung of the ladder, or or a higher stair. But like I, just like anybody else, I have to climb the stairs, right? Oh
1: man, I, I saw your your model on Twitter. There, it, it looks good. It You're looks not.
0: Good. Yeah, like it and, like it does. Who, yeah. who, who who said I'm trying to think who said it. Someone said it pretty famously. I don't remember if it was just like a Twitter message or if it was on a show, but they said Nobody looks at your models as closely as you do.
1: Yep. That is so true.
0: And so Thanks. like Like you put your models on the table. That's, like, you know, that's what people see, right? Like, oh, cool, and it looks great. And, like, sometimes they're like, oh, can I look at that? And they pick it up, and and then they, like, look at it. But even me, I'm like, I know where that fucking edge highlight is in the wrong place. Like, I know exactly where it is. So, like, every time I look at his, like, skirt, I'm just like, it's fucking right there.
1: (laughs) So, um, so that, that, uh, miniature with the, uh, that was modeled after Artorias. Mm -hmm. That, that is the, the final one that that's after three attempts man. so like i am super super like picky when it comes to how certain things look and when it like when it, it when it doesn't look right it's like okay wait for the green stuff you cure rip it all off start all again
0: <laughs> mm. man man like and that's the thing is like you spend a lot of time with your army and and i think and like we're talking about like the sort of like the the gaming therapy is you get, you get the thing, you make the thing or the several things. If you're sore and he wants to paint entire armies, um, like you, you make the thing though at some point. And, and I think that's really cool. I think that's part of the reason we like, we're so gung ho about like buying the models is because like, we have that little, that little hit of, uh, of dopamine, just from purchasing it. And then we're just like imagining the future where we have put it together already. <laughs> yeah. where
1: Like you click buy and it's like, you're, you're not even thinking about the process to get there. You're just, you got this picture in your head of what it looks like painted already.
0: <laughs> it took me a long time to hammer down my, uh, my paint scheme, uh, because before I even bought the feet, no, I pre-ordered feast of bones pretty early. It was around the time I, I pre-ordered my feast feast of bones. Um, uh, I got a message from fucking Christian Ware. Uh, absolute darling, by the way. He's one of those that you should follow on Twitter. He's very passionate, very funny guy. Uh, and uh, one of the first people I ever met at tournaments. Uh, he He's like, don't paint him purple. Like, his first thing he fucking said to me <laughs> like, was fucking don't paint him purple. And so I'm just like, I'm just sitting well, now, there just like. Now I have to. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't like I didn't. See, that's the thing is I didn't go the contrarian route immediately. It took me a while to like be like fuck it I'm painting them purple like I had to build <laughs> up my like my like reserves of like defiance cuz because like I'm like the first thing I thought is like oh yeah purple and then there's a one of the one of the pictures for Ossiark Bone Reapers they're in the purple armor with like the regular bone and they're just like kind of standing there I'm like oh so like I have a precedent to do purple armor cuz you know you have like a, a you have a cal- like a caliber of hobbyist out there who believes things that should be metal should be painted metal. You know, swords should always be... armor should always be... Like, they have that belief. Um, And that's just... That's a them thing. And, like, I have a little bit of that... Like... Because I do think things should look like they do the thing on the table... From just a pure rules and gamer stance. So I have a little bit of that. But then I'm like... Dude... Bone shapers shape the bone with magic and it's fucking weird at the end. Like that's their whole thing. They could shape it to be purple. Like it's magic. <laughs> I don't have to explain it anymore.
1: Absolutely. Like yeah. I, I'm still waiting. I want to, I want to see somebody do like the full on samurai army where it's like, <sighs> yeah, man. I'm, yeah. I, I, yeah. With the, the head crests and you know what? Like, just just do it and like put a little bit bit of green stuff on the mouth and make the mask like make that smile be a samurai like death mask
0: yeah in, in one whole year um I'll be that level no take me like two or three years <laughs> it is my dream to go back and do my full full samurai like as it stands they're they're far enough uh they're they're good enough to where I don't need to go super hard on them yet. Right. Um, yeah. You know, like I love the sculpts natively, but yeah, it's gonna happen where, where, um, where I, uh, I get them like with the 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 like freaking uh, full samurai. Like one thing, I I look at this model and I'm like, okay, the shield's really cool and stuff, but man, I wish that sword rather than looking more like a saber or a like a, it's almost got like a cutlass like vibe. You know what would be cooler? A katana. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, and so on real quick, you are a really great painter and, and just, there's a lesson to be learned from, from like, you think that all your paintings, talks and stuff like that, but like you talked about your process earlier and like, and, and that's the thing that, that my soapbox advice to anybody who's hesitant about hobby or thinks they suck process and patience will get you a long way. I don't think I'm a terribly great painter anyway, uh, either, but like it, my army is going to look good on the table. You know, like, people are, like, no one's gonna, oh, I don't want to play against his disgusting miniatures with his purple bone men. Like, it, uh, maybe someone will, and that's <laughs> actually really funny. But, like, the, the thing is, like, you just, you just, uh, like, painting minis, honestly, any artistic endeavor, there's just rules and steps to, to figuring it out. Even writing, you know, you go, oh, man, I could never write a story. Like, you've read stories your whole life. You know, once upon a time, you're setting, when did it happen, you know, you introduced this person, did something. You can write a story too. Like, you, it, like being a great story writer is recognizing that process and then refining it. Like, same thing with painting is, you know, you know you need a base coat, a wash, and a, and a highlight, right? Like, and then you're just refining it and remixing that. Uh, finding better ways to do it. Um, you know, my 50th more tech guard is going to look... Maybe not fifty times better than my first one, but it will look a lot better because I'll have been refining that process as I go, and then I'm gonna go back and paint the fucking first one again, and that is called <laughs> progress.
1: <laughs> yep, the uh, the the problem you can run into with that is that endless striving for perfection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so like you you continually go backwards instead of moving forwards, and it's uh.
0: Well, I mean that's the other thing about like um with writer's advice that I think translates to hobby advice is know when it's done and then move on to the next thing. Absolutely. You don't want to keep writing the paragraph, the same paragraph over and over and over again. Um, all right. So, uh, soren, I was going to do this in a different stream, but, uh, he's going to make me open my gift right now. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, He has to go to bed real quick. So I'll grab my Craftsman multi skeletal here because God damn it. I stay on brand. Even my tool multi-tool for work is a skeleton.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Leatherman uh, Leatherman Skeletool CX. <laughs> uh, this thing is all I need to get into uh, a, uh, a switch for a traffic light. Because I'm good. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Alright, so we got... Awesome! Those cool little plastic thingies that pop when you squeeze them. Alright, okay. <laughs> oh, shit, dude! Uh, it painted up a uh, bone mason. That's really awesome, man. His spooky boy fell off, but that's just a quick taping away wow and you knew that i uh i was already doing the black skeletons, and you got the purple in there man thank you so much soren um that's really awesome man um i i i don't know what to say um beyond thanks um it looks great um wow cool man you're you really suck (laughs) Yeah, you're the worst <laughs> painter I've ever seen.
1: No, I was saying about your like your inability to like take
0: compliments and receive gifts. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm, suck. I'm, I'm not good at I'm not good at it. Um I, like I'm super egotistical and stuff, but like it's just there. Yeah. Oh man, the fucking the base. Uh, this is actually I was I was talking about the bases, so I'm glad that we think alike. It's just a pile of skulls and stuff. And uh I was just going to take my Cygor extra bits from my Cygor box because they come with like 35 fucking skulls or something like that. And every base is just going to be like piles of Sigor the skulls from the Cygor kit. So that
1: looks really good, man. Yeah. Soren, man, that looks
0: awesome. I'll have to take, I'll get some pictures up on Twitter later. So thank you so much, man. Um, wow. And one less model I have to paint. <laughs> like I get to go table ready sooner. <laughs> fucking sweet man. hell yeah all right yeah so um i guess uh is there some other big soapbox moment something else you want to uh talk about before we we close out here
1: um i just want to say that like man if you if you're going through some shit we've uh we've all gone through shit all of us yes um varying levels it doesn't matter it, it is what it is to you and uh just know that you're not alone, man. Like, this this community is more than willing to not only welcome new members in with open arms, but to help those it, that are already here with whatever they may need. So, like, if you're going through some shit, do not be afraid to reach out and talk to somebody, okay? Like, mm-hmm. that is the most fucking important thing... I want you guys to take from this is that if, if if shit's hard fucking talk to somebody i know it. i know it can be difficult to like open up and i i, I know it's but fuck man you 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 can't bottle that shit up because it'll destroy you
0: yeah yeah <clears> 100 <throat> um yeah I, I i i don't even have anything to really add to it um there are people in this community uh myself included that are are willing to listen um i can't always offer advice on your on your situation and stuff like that because we've all got our own stuff like you said but um like i can listen and uh and and hopefully uh you've probably got some if it's really really bad you know really bad situation really toxic hopefully you've got some resources in your area um to help you with that extra tier, if, if it, you know, progress, if it's, you know, if just talking won't help. Right.
1: But, Absolutely.
0: But you'll find, I think that just talking does help a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. Like that, that is the most important thing that you can have is just an ear for
0: ear an ear to listen, man. That, that's it. All right. Now I, uh, in the, in the flurry of, of activity here i dropped my pardon me i moved away from my mic uh, in the flurry of activity here i dropped my notepad and probably lost my my page not that i take notes in this show no uh, never <laughs> uh, because that would be preparation and <laughs> preparation um <laughs> so uh i wanted to ask a question you being uh, canadian uh, and all, I think you you now speak for all Canadians, including Tristan there. Um, oh, fuck. I've got okay. a question for you. Okay, so if Canada were a Grand Alliance, which Grand Alliance would it be? Part one. And part two, can you think of a specific faction it would be within the Grand Alliance? Holy fuck. Um... <laughs> you weren't ready for the random question segment?
1: No, no, man. Um, okay, so... I'm going to say that we would be or- order. Order, okay. okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, Canadians are kinder, I think, than the average. We, and-
1: we are known for being way too nice and apologizing for things that aren't our fault. So there, there you go. yeah um So, yeah. and if, if I'm completely honest, if I'm going to take it to, like, to AOS levels, I've got to go back to, like, World War Two. Hmm. in my head to make this work yeah
0: yeah however you however you piece it out or parse it out so
1: so there's there's a battle i can't remember the name but it happened actually in germany and it was winter time and the germans were stationed on top of a hill and the american forces couldn't make it up this hill because of the depth of the snow and the taking fire and whatnot they
0: must not have been from wisconsin (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously not. But um what ended up happening is uh Canadian forces were brought in and we actually took the hill from the Germans. So I would liken Canadians to the Order faction and I would put them under Stormcast because they swoop in and kind of give aid. I would say... I love like, this take.
0: This is a great take. And uh, uh, Tristan says it's Vimy Hill. Or Vimy Ridge, sorry. Or Vimy Ridge. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so Battle of Vimy Ridge. Uh, Stormcast Eternal. I like that. I like that. Um, who's the more braggadocious, less good version of Stormcast? Because that's probably what Americans are, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and, uh, you know, anyone who invented poutine can't be bad, like, as a culture. <laughs> I don't know if you've had poutine. I know it's it's trendy now for all the hipster joints to have, like, poutine, but if you haven't, like, driven to some diner on, like, like, uh, like, I'm, like, in Canada. Uh, I used to live in Minnesota, so, you know, as a teenager getting my car, we, we went up a couple times, and I was dating a Canadian. That was a dark time. Um. That was a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> but... but um but like if you haven't had like like legit poutine where it really just is fucking cheese curds like actual fries and gravy like none of this fucking fancy you know like the the like hominess is what makes it so good and like oh yeah if you know 50 percent of the jobs i just assume are lumberjacking it's the only thing a lumberjack would eat to like yeah, go out into the cold for sure. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: yeah <laughs> if if you're a, if you're in Canada, you're either a lumberjack or you're a mountie. There is no in right. There is nothing else.
0: <laughs> I don't know how like you guys get get food service or like car mechanics. I just well, no, because you don't well, need to do mechanics on the horses that you have as a mountie. That's,
1: that's right. The, well, well, obviously when you're a mountie, your your cavalry is a moose. It's not a horse.
0: Oh right, right. The lumberjacks ride horses. <laughs> 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 man thanks for being such a fucking great sport man so if uh people want to follow you on twitter and uh check out your youtube page where do they go um i'm at moroc wolf
1: on twitter and uh it's moroc wolf on youtube as well
0: so. oh man keeping it consistent see that's that's what i failed to do uh but that's because my youtube channel existed before uh this so um yeah thanks man so much for hanging out. Um, chat gang thanks for being chat gang um if you're watching listening on on the other platforms remember to like subscribe follow do all that stuff do all the free stuff um that that it takes to let you know when i've gone live and or posted a new video um to to yeah thanks thanks for having
1: me on man i uh this is this was a blast
0: <laughs> yeah i think we had a great conversation thank you so much for coming on thanks for sharing um some of your struggles there i think there's a lot of people out there who have they've like you said before like we've all kind of gone through some stuff and there's a lot more people out there that have gone through some stuff than you you maybe realize because we don't often talk about it. and i'm not saying go out and you know broadcast anything you're uncomfortable with but if you've got some personal plights uh you've just met two guys on the internet uh two strangers on the internet more than willing to like listen to your stories so absolutely yep yeah and again thank you so much for being on Maroc. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. All right, good night everybody.